This episode of the Tokunet podcast is sponsored by Tokulectables, CS Toys Japan, and the webcomic Red Belt. If you would like to hear your name or business at the beginning of the podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash the Tokunet. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tokenet Podcast. I'm your host, Yasin, and I am joined by Katie. Hello. Ryan. Hi. And Brody. Konnichiwa. <laughs> you always do that. <laughs> I always do something. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Um, It's Thursday. Is it? No, oh, that totally Dude. just dated this episode, didn't it? No, no, I'm just saying, this whole week I've been thinking it's been a day later, like, I've been thinking it's Friday all day. Look, we are in pandemic mode, so. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> it's either a day I'm working or a day I'm not working. Right? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Those days blur together for me, too. <laughs> right. Uh, so today, we're actually going to do a uh, different episode. It's actually some. It's actually a part two to an episode we did back in 2015, which we'll be talking about our tokusatsu comfort foods. Uh, basically what that means is just shows that uh, you go back to and watch from time to time. It's something that it brings you joy or it's just really easy for you to watch. It's basically, it's like what you said, it's a comfort show. Um, We did this back in 2015 and since it's been a long time (laughs) since that, there's definitely new shows that have aired since then that are available now. So it'd be cool to do a refresh on that type of, that type of uh, topic. Um, so who wants, who would like to start? Who would like to bring up their first Tokusatsu comfort food show or movie actually? I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. All right. Um, so to kick things off, I'm going to talk about when I first got into Tokusatsu. Um, and I mean, like, specifically Japanese tokusatsu. So, my introduction to tokusatsu was Gokaiger. And I've told the story before on the podcast, I think. Basically, it was, um, I googled different, I was, like, googling pictures of Power Rangers in high school for some reason. You know, it was, like, an on and off, uh, interest for me back then. And I couldn't quite figure out why. I just was like, I don't know, I just think they're neat. Uh, so I came across these pictures of these pirate-looking ones, and my immediate thought was, I've never seen the Power Rangers be pirates. What is this? And so I went looking for Gokaiger, and I found it, and I watched the first episode, and let me just say, there is there, there are few things that hit me as hard as seeing those Gokai changes at first, because, like, I had never seen anything like it. Power Rangers turning into other Power Rangers? Power Rangers I've never heard of from before Power Rangers? It was, it, it blew my mind. I was so excited about it. And those feelings that I got watching Gokaiger and binging that in like two weeks, I still feel that whenever I go back to Gokaiger. Because there, there's just a lot of really great tribute episodes that I never felt personally like I needed to have seen the previous Sentai for. I, I always felt like I was learning. I always felt like seeing those tribute episodes was a way to learn about those previous teams and whatever I didn't know that I felt I needed to know I would google and 
Especially the episodes where you see them go through a lot of Gokai changes at once. Like there was that, I think it was a DVD special where Gokai, it was the the 35 Gokai changes where Marvelous and Guy uh, sort of merge. Seeing moments like that, these moments of just epic, like it makes me feel just good inside. Like I get these fuzzy feelings watching all the Gokai changes and watching all the suits that I had been familiar with over the years and then learning about the new ones is fun. And I loved watching their characters change and evolve over the course of the show. Right. And seeing them come back anytime is always a, a, it's always a treat, but I can always revisit like any single episode or any single like major fight in that show or a particular tribute. I love the Abba Ranger tribute episode fight. Um, like I love, I love seeing them transform and seeing I am turn into Abare pink. Oh, right. Just yeah. watching. Yeah. Yeah. Watching, watching those things. It just brings all those fuzzy feelings from my first Sentai back. And I will always have a place in my heart for Gokaiger. Right on. I mean, uh, Gokaiger was my first Sentai as well. Technically mine too. I, I wholeheartedly agree that is uh, an anniversary series. It's really good as like a jumping in point because it does introduce you to all those other Sentai teams. And I think it does do a really good job at, you know, giving them their due diligence and, you know, showing what makes them so great. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. Gokai's a great Sentai. I think it sets a good middle ground on, like, a learning curve because I remember um, my... Oh, this is such a mouthful of a title. Uh, Gokaiger, Gosager, Super Sentai, 199 Hero Great Battle was my first introduction into Toku and everything. Um, and... I, I had I had stuff of just like I'm watching this. I'm like, what the hell is a Jetman? I don't know any of this. This is <laughs> this is like not covered ground for me. So like I'm watching this. I'm watching this, and I can always go back to it, especially with like me continuing on watching stuff and everything too. I could be like, oh hey, I understand that a little bit more now. Just like you know, each time I try to catch another another episode or try to watch another series, mm-hmm. just builds up so that when you if whenever i go back to it once in a while i'd be like hey that's cool i understand what they're doing right there i was i was about to ask if whenever you've watched the new series do you go back to like gokaiger and watch that tribute episode to see if you catch some of the yeah i try to um i, I pretty much do that with like all of the with all of the shows that i watch um mm. it's good to just Refamiliarize with what you've already seen if that makes yeah. sense mm-hmm. um because like you know i saw it at first had no idea what was going on and um then going back into it again it's like you you have a different appreciate appreciation of seeing the same people fight with ribbons and doing a good, good job with it <laughs> yeah um so yeah that's that's where i'm at with that it's actually kind of funny. I, I don't mean to jump in too soon again, but it's funny that you mentioned uh, the 199 Hero Battle, though, because in my high school anime club, I had tried to introduce people to Tokusatsu. Like, we would do, we would put on, like, little panels for each other mm-hmm. on different topics. So I explained, like, the basic history of Tokusatsu. I was like, so this is Power Rangers, this is Godzilla, this is... But I watch now. Um, 
And I tried to end it by showing them the 199 Hero Battle movie, but just no one was into it. And I was so upset. I was just like, how do you not get it? Look at them all. It, it's a lot, honestly. Like that, if you're not prepared, it, 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 can, it can really take you back. It really is. I, I think, Brody, actually, you and I have had a discussion on Twitter about this recently. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this up. Because, I mean, it's it's on brand right now because we're talking it about Gokaiger. But I, I was going to say that it's really, um, it can be very overwhelming to watch that show if you don't know anything about it. Like, if you literally don't know anything about Tokusatsu and someone just explains it to you, I can see that being pretty overwhelming. I mean, for me, I watched the Gokaiger as it aired. And it was like, I was was that twenty eleven when yeah. that came out. I think so. I was already been in the fandom for about five and a half years, and I'd watched some of the like two thousands, and I think I had watched Die Ranger by then. Um, but it was still like super overwhelming. Like whenever they showed like Flashman or you know Goggle Five or something like that, and I was like, I don't, I know the names, I know the suits, but I don't know all the references to it like for me what i'm gonna do is like uh soon i'm gonna i haven't watched jetman yet oh jetman's good Jet yeah good. i want to watch it and i've already been spoiled by it i've been spoiled by by the fandom and i've been spoiled by by gokai <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> they they do do that don't they yeah so once i watch that i'm gonna go back and watch uh the jetman episodes but i'm also watching time range right now and I remember there being a really emotional uh, part in Gokaiger that had to do with it. Oh, yeah. But I don't know what it is yet because I'm like only halfway through Time Ranger. So once I finish Time Ranger, I'm going to go back and watch the Gokaiger episode so I can finally understand what that means. The only thing that I remember about the Time Ranger tribute, and this isn't going to spoil anything about Time Ranger for you, trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that they used that as a mechanism to connect it an episode to their cameo appearance in the uh shinkenger gosager film and i thought that was like the most clever thing when i finally went and saw that movie they were the shinkenger yeah they they had a cameo as like the new hey we're the new sentai that's coming out oh right and and they did a whole fight and the uh so I, the, the little lantern guy from Shinkenger saw them, and they were just like, "Hey, don't tell anyone about this." Shh. Oh, okay. oh I remember what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I thought you were saying that Time Ranger was in the Shinkenger movie. I was like, "What?" <laughs> I know it's been a long time. <laughs> I registered that as like Shinkenger was in Time Ranger, and I was like, "That was the, <laughs> sorry, guys. that was the longest con of like ten years. That's impressive." <laughs> sorry, guys. Yeah, no, it's it was uh, the Gokaijers who appeared there. They just used the Time Ranger tribute as a plot device to connect those things. Oh, okay, mm. gotcha. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, I remember. I remember seeing the scans for uh, for that uh, intro, and like being blown away, but also confused. Like, how are they going to do this? Like, how are they going to do this whole Gokai change thing? How is it going to work? Oh, yeah. seeing the first episode was like, oh my god, this is like a nostalgia overload kind of thing. The first episode was so hype for me. It's, it's <laughs> that. I honestly, if that first episode had been of the same quality as its adaptations, first episode, I would not have. I don't. I don't know if I would have stuck with it. I might have. Oh god. Yeah. But it was just like seeing all of those classic suits, seeing that they can turn into them, seeing 
just the attitude that the Gokaijers had, it was enough for me. And, um, I mean, in terms of, uh, what I did in high school, yeah, no, high school Brody was a little misguided in his approach to introducing <laughs> people to Tokusatsu, especially because, like, my friends who were helping run the club with me were also not super on board. They're just like, this is an anime club, not a Tokusatsu club. And I'm just like, I don't know. My opinion was that it was supposed to be more like Comic Con ish, but you know, whatever. Point being, they weren't ready. No one was ready. And I threw them into the crossover movie, and that was a mistake. We should have watched episode one. That would have been easier yeah. to digest. Um, but I'm happy that it got you on board, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm here now. It's, what, I think it's been like five years or something. Um, and, I, I mean, that was a, that was a lot to take in. Um, but if I could grab it, um, I actually would want to take the opportunity to, uh, see, I, I think a, a good thing to go back to and also to like introduce people, um, are the, uh, the movies and everything that are their own individual, like setting plot, everything Mm. for like, you know, for all spectrums, um, I remember when I first watched uh, Kamen Rider Kabuto Godspeed, Godspeed Love. I, I wrote down Godspeed Run, and I was like, why does that not make sense? Godspeed Love doesn't make much sense either. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But uh, I remember being so, I, I was honestly, like, it blown me away on, like, how good of a movie that was. Um, and that was after watching a good couple of you know they were fine it was nice to see like you know the crossovers and everything of everything from the heisei gener- uh later parts of heisei um but this is one of those movies that like i could go back to and just like watch once in a while um and it's such an interesting concept too um just with it being in its its own alternate universe alternate setting and planet doesn't have water and everything and it it's just easier to i guess like i i think it's easier to introduce people as well too to something like that um just with how isolated it is and if it's something that like you're watching it with someone again you could be like oh hey you like this here i'll point you in the right direction yeah i think a lot of the uh heisei the early heisei movies are kind of like that cuz uh some of them like the godspeed love movie are basically retellings of the story, but just in a different setting. Uh, but some of them are like totally different. Like if you watched uh, the Hibiki movie, the Seven Onis or whatever, like I've, I've been meaning to watch that. I haven't yet, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. I, I like the movie, but it's also it's a completely different setting, and it's not mm-hmm. really a retelling. So you kind of get a different uh feel it's it's different from the show so if you watch that and you watch the show it'd be completely different i think Mm -hmm. which i think is which i think is good too because like especially like it's good of just like the movie doesn't ask you to know the prior knowledge like just comparing godspeed love to like heisei generations final or forever like if you're going into one of those movies and you don't really have much of the source material, like it's going to be the same thing with like 
uh, Sentai 199, like, it's going to be, okay, they all look the same, but they also don't, like... Well, I mean, it's kind of different because those are crossover movies, and this is... Exactly. Like, yeah, so it's yeah. different. Like, if you compare this to, like, say, I don't know, uh, Drive, Surprise, Future, like, that's very much ingrained, I think, in the story. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's super implied. You oh, would yeah. not be able to know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Katie, uh, what's, what's a uh, tokusatsu comfort food show or movie that you like to go back to? Well, since we were just talking about Drive, I mean... Common Rider Drive uh, is definitely one of those kind of comfort uh, foods for me. Kind of, you kind of put it on and it's like an old shoe. It's just comfy and it feels right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it had uh, a lot of um, expectations when it started because it was coming off of the heels of Gaim, which was such it. Oh, yeah. Gaim in itself was such a revolutionary series with all these new things being introduced, and that was the you know kind of where two episode arcs stopped with Gaim so when Drive came along everyone was looking at it as you know okay well now what's next you know what does this mean mm-hmm. and then for the first like 10 episodes I think it had like a little rough a rough start and people were thinking that it wasn't going to be as good it was just this guy that was talking to Hot Wheels essentially <laughs> and, really likes milk and we were like alright well, like what what's the deal here like come on but once it really starts to come into its own once you get the introduction of go as the secondary mm-hmm. writer as common writer mock and then mm-hmm. my personal favorite episode and this is like an episode that i go back to and i watch a lot is episode 20 which uh introduces um this this is like just like an episode spoiler this isn't anything crazy it's just um you find out that one of the police force has actually uh, accidentally been turned into a roid mute, which is the monster of the show. And you find out that he's not a, a harmful roid mute. They, they, they <gasps> sit down and they watch. Episode. They sit down and they watch anime together, and they bond over it. And it's the first time that you really like see an enemy as like sympathetic, and you and you feel bad for them. And it's. That was a one episode little arc that they had, and it just with all the little minor details, just it made you kind of feel good, and it it was such a nice little change from what you would expect from a, a writer episode. Yeah, and just something that has always catered to me with common writer shows is when they have a strong ensemble cast. That right. I think is really really important, and. Drive is just one of those where the whole police force, the 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 secondary rider, the third rider that you get later on in the series, like they they all just they they work so well together, and you you really even the villains are good. Like even the Roid Mudes that that take center stage as the villains, like mm-hmm. you you feel for them and you empathize with them, and I think that's something that can be so important. Is that I feel like it's easy to write a good hero, but it's even harder to write a good villain. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Drive did very, very well. Right. Uh, have you gone back and like rewatched the whole series, or do you like select episodes like just go back to that you remember being really good? Episode twenty is the one that I've gone back to the most. Okay. But I actually have, I think, the latter half of Drive saved as like the only common writer content that I have on my old laptop. And whenever I travel, that's what I take with me. Oh. And whenever I am on a plane and have nothing else to do and all the movies are, are garbage on the airline I'll, I'll crack open my laptop and i'll just watch 
the the second half of Kamen Rider Drive. And it's just, I don't want to say too much because I don't know how many people have seen it and like what they know and don't know. Right. right. But just like the like suit, the, there are suits that are really really pretty. Like like the chase suit is gorgeous, Machine Chaser. It's mm. oh, it's amazing. But then you look at like Type Technic and Type I knew Formula. You were say Type Tech. That's such a God bless them. It's such an ugly suit. It's <laughs> just like oh oh you tried and then you I've get... seen more complaints about Formula. Oh, formula is fine. Nah, formula <laughs> is like one of the worst like uh, upgrades I've ever seen. It's cool. He goes faster. It's like we got Technic and we're like, okay, that looks kind of crap. And then you get Formula and we're like, that's a step backwards. Mm. Yeah. But then you get better suits as the t- as it goes on. But I, I I do love Drive. Drive was the first uh, show that I watched from start to finish as it aired. Mm. So. It's a good show. I love Drive. I really love the Drive suit, uh, like the main, like just type speed normal yeah. suit. Like I, it's I different love too. Like it's different. It's weird. He has a tire on his chest, but it's slick. I don't know what it is about it. Something about it just looks so like kind of futuristic. It's weird. Um, yeah, he has a spoiler on his head. Yeah, he has headlights as <laughs> his, his eyes or whatever. <laughs> The but belt talks, and the, the belt, the belt has a personality, and it's great. That's my first Conrider belt, actually, that I purchased was the drive belt. It's a it's a good choice. Hmm. Every other belt that I liked, I was introduced later, so then they were like so high up in price, and I was like, I am not missing out on drive. So, I yeah, I I love the aesthetic of the show. I see why you might see the suit as both bulky and sleek because of the tire. But I think it was just really smart to use the tire as a sash. And I think that's what really brings it all together. I don't know if it was smart, but they made it work. <laughs> they, they made it so that when you see it, when you see the drive suit without it, I register it as, okay, this is, he's, he looks naked without yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, other, other, other suits have used tires before, like uh, Go Andre has it on the, uh, the the end part of the gloves or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like on the yeah. cuffs. Yeah, 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 and also on their heels. Yeah, and that's a pretty smart way to do that too. I think Type Formula actually used that approach. Yeah, but then it has like a hood in the chest. <laughs> it's like they cut a car in half. Yeah, they got cool sunglasses. I I do like the helmet. And he used a weapon that's a bus or something. I don't. I forget what that was. It was. It was a trailer. The trailer. Was, that's what it was. Yeah. Doing. Like the kind of trailer that you load race cars into. But that did come after the door gun, so we there was only we could only go up from there. I mean, even in universe, they were always just like, "Are you sure you want to call this that?" And he's like, "Yeah, this is a door gun." <laughs> yeah, what's the pr- what's the matter? It makes sense. You open and close the door to reload it. <laughs> Cool. I mean, I haven't seen it since it aired, but I the episode that I do want to watch is the two-parter with the uh, hostage situation, I think. Oh, yeah, that's a good Oh, that's, yeah. That's a good arc. Yeah. That may be the, the best acted episode in the series, I think, for me. Like, it was so well done. Anybody who follows me on Twitter will also know that I am a sucker for Medic. Medic is my favorite roid mood. She's uh, yeah. great. Her aesthetic, I eat that up. Like, <laughs> I, 
think the I think the whole fandom is in love with Medic. Very true. Her and Kiriko are are both very strong female characters in the show, which uh-huh. you don't get all the time, so it's appreciated. Yeah. I was disappointed when they showed her attempt at tra- like Kiriko's attempt at transforming. That's always sad. It was sad. <laughs> but at least they mm. explained it. Like they're just like, "Oh yeah, no, she tried." Yeah, but still. You can make a belt for her. Yeah, do it, cowards. You won't. <laughs> Before we move on, the last thing I wanted to make sure to say about Drive, and I don't know if we were about to move on, but it sounded like we might be. Um, I just mm-hmm. wanted to uh, talk about that uh, that episode that you brought up before, Katie, about the uh, watching anime with the Roid Mute. Um, because that episode yes. has like that one clip that goes around all the time. The clip of the uh, the Car Ranger reference where she know where oh. where mock shows up oh first. that's from that episode yeah that's from that episode <laughs> oh my god i forgot about that because the roid mute's a weeb <laughs> and so um so mock shows up and he's like you know he does his whole pose searching destroying uh i don't know all the words um but he does his whole pose and the guy's like oh you did a pose that's so cool and then drive shows up and he's like wait aren't you gonna announce yourself and he's like oh and then he does the the car ranger thing, <laughs> and that was from that same episode. I probably have to look it up. I wonder if Sadie Takayo was on Car Ranger because he was a red suit actor in the nineties, but I don't know if he was in Car Ranger or not. That would be a pretty funny homage. That like that just adds another layer if that's the case. I mean, he's come, he's done come back and done like you know Sentai. Like worn Sentai suits again. I'd have to look that up another time. Can I throw in one show into the into the mix? Yeah, right. go sure. For it. All right, I want to talk about Just Beyond. Uh, yeah. Kyoju Tokso Just Beyond or Mega Beast Investigator Just Beyond. I love that <laughs> name. Cool so name. much. It's a mouthful. So Just Beyond is the fourth uh, Metal Hero show, and it's the first one that went away from the Space Sheriff theme so it's the first one that wasn't in uh, a space sheriff per se but it's still a metal hero um and it follows the hero named just beyond and he's uh from another planet and he was trained by a space hermit (laughs) (laughs) um and now he has he has to go out and uh stop the stop satan gorth who is a huge like dark god or whatever what is the name? Satan Gorth. It's Satan Goth, but they pronounce it as Satan Gorth. That is such an evil name. Gore Drive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he basically looks like if Darth Vader was a kaiju. Oh my god, I totally mm. called him Darth Vader when I first saw him. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds amazing. It, it looks like a Darth Vader ripoff. But it's dope. And he basically slowly lumbers through the galaxy and destroys worlds. And now he has to... Uh, stop him from taking over the universe and it you just hilarity ensues hilarity and, and adventure ensues he makes his way to earth um him and his partner um Henri, who is a, a android and they also pick up a a small cute uh monster named uh mia very cute little uh monster that has porcupine spikes on his back 
or her back. Actually, I don't know if Mia is male or female. I don't really remember. I think she's a female. I think so. She sounds like she's basically a baby alien. I don't think she's very cute, but if you think she's cute, then that's... She's supposed cute. to be cute, and sometimes she acts cute. It took a long time for me to get used to the design of Mia. <laughs> um, it's kind of off-putting, but then the situation that they're in, Mia kind of acts cutish, so I'm like, ah, it's cute. You kind of learn to love her. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm, I'm watching the show now, and I'm maybe... I'm in the, I think the mid thirties right now, I believe. And I'm just having an absolute blast with this show. Um, it's pretty episodic. It does have a narrative thread, but it's pretty episodic. Um, especially once he gets to earth, it becomes, you know, just he's either on his merry way doing whatever. And then he runs into someone who is either missing somebody or someone's been attacked by a, uh, a kaiju or a monster or whatever. And he has to go investigate and he goes and he just just beyond himself is just like he's a doofus but he's also really cool at the same time and i love him for it <laughs> he's just he's the best <laughs> um the actor who plays him with hikaru kurosaki i looked him up a little bit and he was a part of japan action club so like when he he, he does a lot of fights on his own even though he's not in the suit um, but he's a very expressive actor. I think he he said he looked up like Jackie Chan. And he kind of want to be like that. So like he's a very comedic actor. Um, but no, I, I just love the show. It's it's just it's great adventures. It's the first Metal Hero, or well, it's the only Metal Hero show that had like kaiju in it. And he yeah. also has a giant robot uh, called uh, Dileon. He actually has like a bunch of weapons and like vehicles. Like he has a motorcycle, he has a drill tank, like and he constantly goes between all of them. <laughs> like <laughs> constantly. Like he'll he'll fight a month like I think for the first like five episodes, his first mode of attack when he sees a kaiju is to jump at it with a sword. No you know uh vehicle or anything. He just jumps at it and it gets swatted away immediately. It took him like 10 episodes to learn, okay, I need to go into like a vehicle first. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I just, for me, I could already tell that once I'm done with the show, I'm going to go back to like certain episodes and I'm probably going to watch the show a few more times all the way through. It's just like one of those shows that you can just turn on and just enjoy the ride. At least for me. Um, Mm -hmm. Katie, I know that you've, you've, you said you've seen the show, right? I've seen most of it. Um, okay. And um, I will say one thing that I want to talk about with the show is that it's got one of the most beautiful suits that I think oh, I've ever seen. Man. And it's Mad Gallon. He has <laughs> this all black ensemble that is just so sleek and it's so mm-hmm. shiny that I wish Juice Beyond came in a higher frame rate so that I could appreciate it better. Yeah. Well, he, he does show up in um, one of the new generation Space Sheriff movies, I think. Or was it a Sentai crossover? I can't remember. I know that suit comes back, and it does look good in HD. Superhero <laughs> Tyson Z is the only one with the Metal Heroes. Hmm. I don't know if that helps. <laughs> I haven't watched a lot of Sentai crossovers, so that's on me. It's very confusing which ones everybody's in nowadays. 
Um, but no, I agree. Like, uh, Matt Gallant's suit is dope. Um, especially when his li- eyes light up once in a while. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say I love the Just Beyond suit. Like, I love the design and color scheme of it. It just looks, I don't know. I love it as a hero suit. You um, said you're on what episode so far? I mean, mid thirties. Okay, or, so you you've been introduced 30s. to Gilza, then. Yes. Okay. God, I love her design. I don't know oh what it is, God. but it screams eighties. But I love it. Oh man, <laughs> it definitely has the uh, that like hair metal feel to it. I guess. Yeah. It's so uh, yeah. It also like <laughs> Matt, uh, Matt Gallant himself, like even his human form. Like he's just like I don't know. He's like. He just walks in. It doesn't matter where he's where he's at. He's always wearing shades. Yep. And he always kind of <laughs> owns the room. Um, and I think the actor was like Dinah Black, I believe. Junichi Haruta. Yeah, him. But yeah, I I, I don't know. And the the action in this show is like really good. Mm. Uh, especially for uh, in the eighties, like it is really good. And I'm surprised at the kaiju battles because they're. A lot of times they're kind of, you know, Sentai quality, especially from the 80s. But once in a while, you'll get a cool shot of it. Oh, that's a really cool yeah. like, miniature shot or whatever. I appreciate that it's not like always you, like you, like in Sentai, like you're always going to get a mech battle. But in Juice Beyond, sometimes he can defeat him without the mech. He, he figures yeah. it out sometimes. Yeah. And even, even if he does, sometimes he'll destroy a monster in uh, his mech. And then jump out and defeat the other monsters that are on the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely that. That's what I like about Metal Hero shows is that they're they're kind of like the the other category I know compared to like the the big three, but it's still so good, and I hate that it's so underlooked. Yeah, um, it's, it's they definitely they kind of made their own rules. Like they yeah. don't conform to the rules of Sentai. They don't conform to the rules of Kamurai. They kind of combine them and kind of do whatever they want, whenever they want. Yeah. Because uh, I know, like, I've seen a bit of of Gavan and the stuff that they do to like show like the trippy like uh, universal jumps or whatever, like dimensional jumps and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't know what they've been what they were on when they were making the show, but it's great. <laughs> Well, it was the 80s, so it could be just about anything. Um, anything and everything, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Just Beyond is a lot of fun. Um, it's, it has a Blu-ray release uh, in at least the States. I don't, I'm not sure if it's available everywhere else, but it's uh, by Discotech, I believe. So if you if you are interested, it's, you could get it's one disc, um, which I kind of wish it was a higher quality, but the fact that it's just all in one disc is very convenient. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I love it. And also, uh, Just Beyond's uh, power is all in his fro. Like, <laughs> holy crap. I lo- I'm, I'm going to stop talking about it because I, I could talk about Just Beyond for another hour and a half. But I just say, go watch Just Beyond if you want to watch something different. Wow, yeah. that's a powerful afro. Don't don't right? be put off by the fact that it's it's in the 80s and, you know, the quality might not be up to par. Like, it, I, it's... I could the power is radiating radiating off of it. It's there. That I I love. I will have to warn you. The uh, the afro doesn't live long. Damn. Yeah. That is an eighties outfit. 
his that outfit that's what i love about jessica you would think that he comes to earth in that outfit and then you think that he would wear normal clothes or like you know earth clothes but no he just walks around in that outfit the whole show I, and that's I respect just him. the hustle um <laughs> and also the music is amazing in the show i love yeah. the music in it it is so 80s and it's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'd say if anybody if you're interested check out just beyond brody do you want to uh talk about another show sure um well Everyone who knows me knows what's coming next, because it's 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 like it's like my defining thing. Like uh, in the in the Facebook group I help run, it's it, it influenced my uh, admin tag that I use. It's it's my profile picture that you're looking at for Discord right now, and it is the best, like the most like anime studio trigger, common uh, rider. I think that's a good way of describing it. Thank you, thank you. Oh, it's very anime based. I would say X Eight is more anime based. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know what I'm talking about, of course I'm talking about Common Rider Forze. And oh my gosh, I identify so hard with Gentaro because he is just the most like out there, confident, loud mouth Common Rider. He he doesn't take anything from anyone. He does what he's got to do for his friends, and it's always about friendship for him. Always, like the whole draw of Forze is all of, well, not the whole draw of it, but like the big thing that Forza does is that every monster, the Zodiarts, they are they're just kids at Gentaro's high school. And they each have their own, like, insecurities or something that's bothering them. So it's, it's like, it's very relatable right off the bat from that. But then you have Gentaro, and he is, you know, he, he is the most outgoing person I think I've ever seen in a show. That might be a bit of an overstatement. I don't really know for sure, because every single time he transforms, Uchukita! <laughs> And the whole, and you see the whole planet. You can hear it from space. Um, but you know he deals with all of the insecurities and stuff that people face when they turn uh, and what they use to turn into the Zodiarts by approaching it as a friend. He's always like, "Hey, you know, whatever you're going through, I'm there for you. We'll work through this. I'll punch you in the face a little, and we'll be friends after." <laughs> And it's and even in all of his appearances later in the Common Rider series, um, I think his most recent appearance was Heisei Generations Final. Um, it's all it's always more of the same, and it's always such a treat to see him back. He is just this ray of sunshine in a sea of dr- really dramatic shows, and I think that probably has to do with the fact that. Um, I believe that show was made with the intent of cheering people, cheering up kids after the big tsunami that happened back in 2012. Right. Um, th- it was 2012, right? Did I get that year wrong? The tsunami was 2011. 2011. It was 2011, yeah. Okay. It was, so basically, <laughs> my first comfort food was Gokaiger. My second is its, it's uh, partner for the year, uh, Forze, I guess. Um, at least for a while they were airing together. Forze was, I think, my 
second common Rider show that I ever watched. My first was Gaim, and then I was gonna work my way backwards, but the I was watching at school, and they blocked only the second episode of Wizard, and or yeah, it was Wizard. So um, they blocked only the second episode, so I couldn't keep watching Wizard because I need to see that second episode. So I just went back and watched Forze instead, um, and it was so great and. Just, I could go back and watch Gentaro in anything and be so happy. Um, I've got I've got a little Forza keychain that I keep on my keys. Like, <laughs> I may not have the belt or anything, and it may not be my favorite power set. It may not even be my favorite story. But I will always love Gentaro as, like, my favorite common Rider. Not my favorite common Rider show. Not my favorite common Rider, like, power set. But character, common Rider. He is my favorite common rider. And so anything I see him in, that is my Tokusatsu comfort food as well. What is your favorite episode of uh or arc of Forza? Oh man. Okay. Um this is the part where I have to mention that I have to this day not rewatched a single Tokusatsu show. I've got my comfort foods and I will always and I will f- still be comforted by them. But I've also got so many other shows that I haven't gotten to, so I typically don't rewatch. But that said, I guess that would make my favorite probably the one that stuck with me the most, the one I could remember the most. What I think I remember most about Forza, in in terms of episodes, I think it's a toss-up between the episode where uh, Yuki becomes a Zodiarts, where she's all upset and mad and stuff, and tells, and she's, I think she was, like, possessed or something, but she told Gen, I just remember this one scene, where she told Gentaro that they weren't friends anymore, and he was so broken over that, like, everyone else is talking, and you're still hearing them talk, and you just see him in the background, like, making these faces that he's, like, in pain, like, no, my dear friend Yuki. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it was, and I, I felt it, like, you get, like, what, 35, 40 episodes in, and you see this, and you're like, no, don't do this to my boy. <laughs> um, but it's probably a toss-up between that or, oh, you know what, I got two other options. There's the arc that introduces uh, <laughs> Cosmic Forza, where, um, and I don't really want to say too much about what happens in that arc, I, it's just... Okay. It hits the heartstrings, but it's between right. Yuki that episode with Yuki, the introduction of Cosmic, Cosmic States, uh, or the movie that introduced Nadeshko. Because Mega Max, yeah, Mega Max. Thank you. Um, because she's like this alien who comes to Earth and takes the form of a human, and she doesn't really say much, but. Gentaro is just like so head over heels for her and she's mm. just like yeah we're friends by the end and it's like oh no it's so fitting but also uh so painful but so like like it just hit the heartstrings again in all the right ways for me and I I just feel it Th- those are the three parts of Forza that I tend to remember the most I mean mm. that that and the final the final fight where he doesn't transform I I oh, do yeah think that Mega Max is where Forza really shines a lot mm-hmm. in its storylines. Like when and Mega Max, you know, that's a whole 
movie on its own that's comforting because it's got lots of really good um, reunions and stuff. But with Forza in particular, you know, they have Nadeshko, who is such a strong, uh, you know, female writer to be introducing. And she just she takes the spotlight and she's got such a sleek outfit and it it's really endearing and I like her a lot and Forza in general is just really really cool with their their the zodiarts like all of the zodiarts designs like are so yeah. cool Virgo personally being my favorite yeah I'm I'm actually rewatching it uh, with a friend who hasn't watched it yet um, and I think this is his second maybe his second full common writer show. Um, and he's loving he's loving the crap out of it and i'm having a new appreciation for it i'd say because the first time i watched it like when it aired it i i was like lukewarm on it i liked parts of it i didn't like other parts of it but now watching it um i'm having a better appreciation for the show as a whole and just its mood that it has um and yeah gentaro is a fun character to follow and seeing him go throughout the school and, you know, sort of <clears throat> build this friendship with everybody is a really cool thing to see. But yeah, I think, I think Forza is a good show, especially to go back to once in a while. I, I think people experience shows differently because I've, I've had this experience too where I'll, I'll first watch of a show, I'm like, eh, but then I go back later and I watch it. I think it's mm-hmm. when you watch these things as they air and you have to wait for the week to week. Versus just sitting yeah. down and binging it, I think you you see it differently. You definitely do, and I think some shows work week to week, and some shows just do not. Yeah, um, like Kiva was like pulling teeth to watch that show week to week. <laughs> yeah, I think I said in a previous podcast that I, one day I do want to go back and binge it, maybe just to see if my my opinion changes. But with Kiva, I highly doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I watched it, and I, um, you know, credits rolled, and I was like, "Yeah, they didn't really <laughs> cover vampires that much." <laughs> yeah, I remember, um, and I don't want to talk too long about Kiva, but I, when I asked <laughs> Dustin about it, and he said, well, "You're going to watch that on your own. I'm not watching that with you." I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> And I got through episode one, and I was like, yeah, this is fine. You know, I don't really understand. what. The, maybe I'll be one of those people that really likes Kiva. And then I got to episode two, and I couldn't finish it. Wow, that early. <laughs> I, I got halfway through, and I know that a toy is great, and I know that there's good things down the line, and, uh, you know, everything about Ixa is really cool, but I just, I, I need to find the time to sit down and, like, watch it for real. But that's not right now. I You don't have to, though. I mean, <laughs> you could just you could look at a picture of Ixa and get a better experience, right? <laughs> okay, all right. I'm I'm good. You know, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here because I watched Kiva for the last time for the first time. I mean, um, for, like, for the last time, <laughs> the last, I will for never the first and last time. I will never revisit <laughs> Kiva after what it did to my eyes. No, I don't feel that way. Um, a year and a half ago, I think it was, I watched Kiva for the first time, and. I felt very much the way you did in the beginning. Like, I I didn't get it. It was a very different vibe from what I'm used to in Kamen Rider. Like, even Gaim, which had a very different vibe as well. It started out as this very, very light thing. I'm also a very stubborn audience member. Like, I will stick with a show to the end if I start it. Um, uh, Like, I would have to, I would really have to drop a show very early on in order to feel okay with dropping it, dropping it. 
But the way that I felt with Kiva was that I was determined to find out if sticking with it got made it get better. And I feel like it did. Like, there's some ridiculousness in Kiva. There's some time travel shenanigans that gets a bit weird, and I don't understand why they did it. But the longer that I stuck with it, the more attached I got to the characters, the more attached I got to what they were, to what those characters were doing in the, in the story. And that's really what drove me through Kiva. The things got especially dramatic in the later parts of the show. And that really kept me coming back. And I, I was very invested in the relationships in that show. I am the complete opposite. (laughs) (laughs) When it, when it got to that, dramatic parks towards the end especially with like the love stories or whatever i wanted to punch my computer I was like, this is... can we not talk about the love triangle it's so bad it's so bad can we not talk okay. about both of them all right let's 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 get back to the topic because it's supposed to be comfort food and i'm starting to get riled up over kiva again wait i i have something that could that we that's comfort food from kiva <laughs> whoa what would that be the helmetless rider scene Oh, with the Toya? Towards the end? From the movie. I didn't watch the movie. Oh, well, you have homework. That's actually that's actually good a good movie. That's something that I would probably come back and watch. Um, because it's got a, it's got the voice actors for the Imagine from Deno in there too. Uh, just doing like cameos and everything. But um, that 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 by itself, that's a good one to come back to. Is it the Kiva movie or is it the Kiva Deno crossover movie? The Kiva movie by itself, you know, I uh, don't remember the name of it, but um, okay, the one with like the giant, giant, huge, dark Kiva form or something. Man, I'll be honest with you, I do not remember that at, at all. <laughs> it's okay, but I, I may have to go back. Maybe that'll be the one thing I go back and watch from Kiva is the movie. Just to, it was good by itself. Dip a toe into it and see if I sink or swim, kind of thing. Uh, Katie, do you have any, another show or? movie that you want to talk about sure um i'm just gonna take this time to uh gush about common rider build for a little bit if you don't mind yay do it let's begin the experiment so common rider build is uh pretty special to me um Mm -hmm. for one main reason is that it came out in a time where i really really needed just something good like i 2017 was uh, a very bad year for me for a lot of reasons and one thing that I didn't even realize at first was that Build uh, began in 2017. You know, it started out just like every other writer show for me. But as it went on, um, you know, it, it kind of hit me in all the right places. And I, I started to realize about halfway through how much of a special show we were getting. Mm-hmm. And I know there's it, there's rumblings on, on Toku Twitter that, you know, Build is kind of like the, the thing to hate right now. And uh, it... It's a little disheartening to see because I feel like it is a show that doesn't really deserve the hate that it gets. Everyone's allowed to be wrong sometimes. <laughs> Wait, it, it gets hate? I have seen none of this. I've been seeing that a lot lately too, where people just talk about how bad of a show keep it. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, how bad of a show build is. And it it's for for those that I guess don't know, I'll explain. Like the basic plot is basically you've got Kiryu Sento, who is a genius, and he uh, doesn't really remember a lot about himself. He just kind of woke up 
uh, one night and it was raining really hard and this guy with glasses and a fedora says you want to work for me and (laughs) it just kind of goes from there and he's like like i said earlier something that really is important to me is that there's a strong ensemble cast like if there's There, there are some seasons where you're going to get some really strong singular characters, but then the rest of the show, you know, the rest of the cast is kind of eh. But Build is one of those shows where you just, it, it subverts your expectations. And then on top of it, you'll try to, you'll try to second guess it and it'll say, actually, I'm going to do this instead. And all of the cast are, the, they play their roles really well. Like you've got Banjo, who is, the guy that is, he, he's so many things, but he, he starts off as just a, you know, this guy that he's on the run from the from the law, and you feel bad about him and his girlfriend for about one episode, and then after that, <laughs> you're just like, this guy's stupid, and I love him. And then so stupid. later on, you mention, or you meet um, uh, Kazumi, which is uh, the third writer, common writer Greece, and he... Like everybody seems to start out as like they they have beef, and then it's kind of like Forze, where it's like okay, we have beef, but now we're friends. Because uh, the main thing we want is that Mars is really mad, and we want Mars to stop being mad. And <laughs> <it's>... <laughs> that's the best way I've ever heard the story of Bill described. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I. Find find a lot of comfort in build because it reminds me of it. There was a really really shitty shitty time in my life, and mm-hmm. it was something that was a constant just feeling of like happiness for me and there there's nothing quite like having a really long day at work or a long day just being in your feelings and then you sit down and watch common writer and it just everything just feels a little bit better and be yeah. the one it slaps man i'm no, sorry it's so, good. it's so good so i've gone to japan a couple of times and our um homestay that uh dustin and i have stayed with his name is Eiji. he's very nice um, his favorite common writer is Stronger, in case you're wondering. Um, he's a cool. middle-aged man who is very, very sweet and loves to host foreigners. He uh, took us to karaoke one night, and it was me and a couple other friends that liked common writer, and we put Be The One on, and he loved that song so much that he looked it up on YouTube and played it in the car on the way home and like sang along <laughs> to it. And he still posts that song sometimes and talks about how much he loves it, so... Like I'm convinced that song's just like holy ground. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I have. A, I think recently there was like an upload of like a live show, um, on YouTube, and she, uh, uh, Beverly, came out and sang that, and I was like, holy crap! Like she can sing. She's got pipes. <laughs> she kills it live, and it's yeah. like ah, it warms your soul. I love it when people get Toku music. Like I like. Generally, my family finds it annoying when I'm up in my room listening with my headphones on and they hear me singing Japanese theme songs, but uh, I did play, like, the opening notes of Ultraman Z's current, of Ultraman Z's theme song for my mom just to show her, listen to how this singer does this. uh, You know, Masaki Endo, he's great. Not to get too off topic, just Toku music. So good. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I, I, man, yeah, I cannot agree, agree more about how good of a show Build is. Um, Build, like, I don't know, it 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 definitely became my favorite show, uh, my favorite Kamen Rider show. Like it, it replaced it replaced uh, Gaim and uh, uh, Hibiki for me. 
And I think it's one of my favorite like Togusatsu shows because it's just it's just so well written and it does so, so well much acted. Right. Yeah, and it's I don't know for it's I haven't seen a show yet. Well, maybe that's too broad of a thing to say, but I, I just want to say like it's it's one of the best written Togusatsu shows that I've personally seen so far. It takes a lot of risks that I feel like a lot of other shows wouldn't take, mm-hmm. and it's. It's just so well written and just uh, I could I could gush about Bill yeah, forever. Not just it, not just well written, but well directed too. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, I mean, yes. even talking about like in uh, be the one the movie. Um, yeah. That entire mm-hmm. GoPro scene or like the drone scene where oh you mean um, the oneer like the one shot. Yeah, where the entire thing is one shot. Oh man, that yeah. is such a well done scene. That is one. That is a scene that I could go back to rewatch that because they make it look so seamless of just like the guy picking up or the uh, cameraman picking up the camera and just continuing on the shot yeah that is such a well done scene Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like and there's there's like certain episodes that are like super heavy especially towards the middle of the show and the way that it's directed Mm -hmm. and like the decisions they make to like you know music and no music and just sound and you know not to not to go into spoiler territory but i think build handles out of all the shows that i've seen they've handled the concept of death i think the best on just like the different spectrums of how people portray it and that's all i'm going to say on the topic because that's too close to spoiler territory (laughs) i will say it does portray it as very real it's Mm -hmm. you know i think you know there's it's easy to say oh you know Oh, the main character dies. He'll come back later. That's not me saying what happens because it's not. But it's it's so easy to t- you know watch a common writer season and not take death seriously. But Bill takes death very seriously, and mm-hmm. I think that's something that should you know it should be appreciated for because you know with the, the thing about common writer is that people say oh it's a kids show uh, it's a family show. It, it I think it's got all the things that a whole family can enjoy not just the kids because the kids are going to stare at the toys but the parents are going to be like this is actually really deep yeah yeah for sure i feel like with a lot of other writer seasons you know i'll look at things you know in perspective and say oh you know looking back on it i didn't really like this you know this you know this arc was kind of weak i i always can seem to find problems yeah i can find very few problems with build i can maybe Mm -hmm. complain about one thing and even then like that's something that's can be overshadowed by other things going on at the same time. So it's it's just one of those shows where you look back on it and you're just like, wow, that was a really good season. The only thing that I could even just imagine people complaining about is the rapid pace. But I don't know if that's really a problem. I wouldn't even call it rapid pace. Really, the way I felt watching it was like something was happening every week, and as someone who was watching it week to week, that was high, that was very much appreciated. I just have to wonder if binging it is a very different experience because I, I I can't imagine why this show is getting hate when all those characters are just so good and their dynamics are so good, and seeing them in Heisei Generations forever was just like a breath of it was like it was like uh, it was so good to watch that again it made mm-hmm. me feel the feelings that the ending of build made me feel like i didn't realize how much i missed those characters 
They just make you smile. They're just like, oh, I love these idiots. Yes. They're my idiots. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They're my idiots. And without, like, I guess without spoiling it, very few Kamen Rider shows actually end well or end in a way way that you feel satisfied. It's satisfying. Can I I make a, a, a slight comment? Endings that make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's also yep, that's also a thing. And I think Build is one of the few shows that actually does that. I remember some people not liking the ending, I think, back then. I don't know what people think now. Um I love it. But no, I, I I absolutely love it. I think with what we got added on with Heisei Generations Forever, I think that helps. But at the same mm. time, I think also just just the, the the bookend way that they that they, you know, cap it off, I think is just so clever. And yeah. it, it makes me that ending made me want to show somebody that show just so that I could experience it with them. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. That's why I wrote. Yeah, I, yeah, I it was another one of those shows that I wrote a review for it in my Facebook group. And just that realization that the ending ties together this overarching theme, storytelling theme between two characters with you know i'm trying it's so hard not to spoil it but like i know it's it ties together a certain storytelling theme between two characters in a way that really just like it didn't dawn on me that that's what the whole show was until that moment and it's like a callback to the first episode and it's just so so good not just a callback to the first episode a callback to the description that the writer gave in the promo for the show wait what what was that description <laughs> I believe he said that uh, at the heart of the show, this is a, a story about a friendship between two men. Like <laughs> oh, no you know what? That is, uh, you're right. That's the most accurate. Yeah. They love they love to get that stay-at-home mom audience, don't they? <laughs> they it was something they... like that. I have to look it up. I think we reported it on Tokenet. It was something to that effect. Probably. And I was <laughs> like, that's kind of cheesy, but I'm interested. But then you watch it, it's like, okay, that... That tracks. Yeah, it was probably part of the early reports when the show got revealed. Yeah, no, it was, it was, I think it was, yeah, when the press conference for the show. <laughs> I think so. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> so, something that Bill just does so well is that they know, they know when to be silly and they know when to be serious. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can watch Kazumi just gush over his idol and, you know, talk about body pillows and, you know, Wanting to take her out on dates and everything and just be like, oh my god, this guy's a riot. I couldn't believe they put her on a body pillow. Then they turn around and then they get into a fight. And then the, when he henchens, like, you still think he's cool. Like, it's not like, oh, look at this goofball. It's, he, you still believe them to be serious characters, even though they have the ability to be silly. And, you know, you laugh at them, but then you're also like, oh, they're so cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, Gentoku's night and day change, too. Like, not to go too hard into it. I guess, I guess that's technically spoiler territory. I, I mean, he's another character that just like completely 180s. Like I, I couldn't, I did not care for him in the beginning. And then that, that shifted, that shifted around at like the obvious point when he finally got rid of the turtleneck. When he, when he <laughs> got rid of the turtleneck. When he lost his job and everything just yeah, when he got for fired, the... everything changed. I mean, it really kind of did, though. Like the 
that one thing that he did that made him a good character that was like like i still felt like i didn't want to forgive him for the things that he had done up till that point but it was like i felt like they had done a very good job of turning him around but kazumi mm-hmm. is my personal favorite 75 percent of him is a good character just the strength that kazumi has as a hero type character the the the, the just the the internal strength of him is it makes him my absolute favorite in that show. I love his story so much. I shamelessly have all of his merch. Most you, of it. You are correct to do that. <laughs> I think you guys are going to kill me. Oh no. <laughs> do you hate Kazumi? No, 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 I don't hate him. <laughs> I don't hate him. I think he's a fun character. I just I don't like his uh the aspect of his character where he fans over, uh, I forget what her name is. Oh, um, Misora. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's, that's the, that's the 25% of him we don't talk about. <laughs> I don't know. Something about that always just, I don't know. It, it, it felt random. Mm-hmm. And the way they kind of turn that, the, the way that kind of develops, whether it develops or not really, I don't know. It, it felt like it wasn't really needed. Maybe I don't know. It it always felt weird to me. No, I see. I I totally understand what you're saying. I mean, I appreciate it. Could have been they could have made that his entire character. Oh yeah, which I right. appreciate they didn't. Um, but I totally understand why that could like skeeve you out a little bit. Yeah, no, I I get the I get it because it's like she's a real person within the realm of the show, and he's like fawning over her like otaku fawn over their the wife personality rather than the actual. Yeah person yeah even once he like sees her as a real person he still can't differentiate her between her and her character sometimes i see it a little different than that like like it was super cringy early on and i think it was very much supposed to be but i do feel like it develops into something much more genuine and he does still call her by her stage name at times but even so i just kind of feel like because that's just how he came to know her in the beginning, and so it's like it's stuck. That at least that's how I just sort of saw it. Like I, I, I didn't really think about it this closely when I was watching, but the just thinking about how I perceived it, I think it just sort of felt like a natural thing. That okay, yeah, no, I get why he would call still call her Mitan, even though they are real real life friends now, um, and that they got real close. Yeah, it's not something that makes me totally hate the character or anything like that, but it's just I just remember every time that happened, I was just like, oh, okay, come on. Let's get the elephant in the room. Um, but other than that, like I think build is pretty close to perfect for me. It's good food. Mm-hmm. It is indeed good food. The literal only thing that bothers me about build is the one thing that I feel doesn't matter for once. Like I'm always super into the power systems and how those fit into the themes of the show. Like, I will forever talk about why I love Tokon Boost in Ghost, which I'm not going to talk about right now. But I al- but it, I like that they made the powers that Build uses make narrative sense within the story near the end. I just mm-hmm. never felt like the science theme came through very much. And that was my one thing that I didn't like about Build. But it's like... Really? Uh, I disagree with that a I, little bit. I think, I think it does. I mean, they, they make it come through in the narrative. It's just in the gimmicks and in the like the 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 
the suits and stuff like it's not very it doesn't it never felt sciency to me in terms of how they create the motif but grease and rogue transform in beaker jars okay yes but and he's building but I, I, i'm talking about bill <laughs> like the main character like like the... he makes math math flies in the air when he transforms he makes a big curve with his kick he uses two you could solve for y he, with his rider kick two yeah. formula waddles that go through <laughs> tubes that you see in like laboratories okay look i get what you're all saying i'm just thinking about the rabbit tank thing and being like i don't how is the sciency how do you have the essence of a rabbit and a tank i don't know he's got the little, I, his eyes got a little rabbit face <laughs> look i'm not saying I, look i'm gonna be clear i'm not saying i don't like what they did with it i just like it never felt particularly sciency to me i think i think for you i think you want it to be a bit more obvious and like on the face value like sort of like the whole ghost sunglasses sword thing yeah <laughs> i guess whereas i feel like i feel like the science uh aspect of it goes through comes through the character and how he creates his own arsenal and how he uses his scientific brain to figure out things like that it's more into in the story and character than just like the the aesthetic of the show, I guess you could say. Even though that's there too. That is, uh, yeah. I think I think you pretty much hit it on the head there. Like, it's it's the difference between you know having this rabbit tank form because who knows why versus having token boost because not only is it the spirit of his father of his late father or something. But also, his life is going to burn bright, which he had been saying for 15 episodes. And also, he has a sunglasses sword because his life's going to burn bright. And it's sunglasses because eyes. And just the thematic consistency of it all. Uh, well, I mean, you could also say that with Build, where it's like he he was trying to find different combinations of organic versus uh, non-organic. Non uh, things yeah. and he's experimenting that's why he says let's start this experiment and he shakes the bottles to combine these two to see if they are quote unquote the best match yeah I, I mean it works it works it definitely works it just doesn't I don't know it doesn't take center stage as a theme the same way and I, I mean I could understand I could understand where you're coming from because I mean even like to a certain extent on how the bottles get created and everything, there is a little bit of a, I'm going to say for lack of better words, I guess, fantasy aspect to it. Um, because the main portion of it is someone sitting in a refrigerator for who knows how long, and then it just comes out of a microwave. So, like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can see where you're coming from to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, it's mostly that the powers just act as, hey, these are the powers for this writer story. And focus on the story and the characters. And I'm honestly okay, more okay with that than I thought I would be in hindsight. Like, I am always a big fan of those thematic things. I love that Forze is space-themed, and so not only does his suit look like an astronaut suit, but also his helmet is like a spaceship. Um, like, I love those sorts of things. And that's why I love Drive Suit as well, because we talked about that earlier. But I'm... Surpri a surprising amount of okay with the approach that they took for Bill's story <laughs> and his power set. Yeah, I like it for, to not always be directly on the nose. 
It, it's an easy design to. It's yeah. not like too complicated. I feel like it's sometimes there's just too much to look at. They they make them too busy. Yeah, sometimes that's my problem with a lot of shows. And it's such it's a more simplistic and maybe maybe I'm just saying that because I have like a million bottles that I own, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I do I I like. The gimmick, I think the gimmick and the belt worked well together. I think they didn't focus on them too, too much. Mm-hmm. And all the like the power-ups that came after, I think, worked very well and kept my interest. And I'm just looking at my build collection right now. I'm just like, gosh, I have more, I have more builds than I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's Once you awesome. start looking at, of course, you know, part of that is shared, you know. But builds just got one of those, those just good... It's good all around. I think the only thing I could ever complain about it was the the Hell Brothers, the the ones with the gears on their faces. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we had the the typical. We lingered a little bit too long on fighting these people, and mm. why do we keep fighting them and kicking their butts? And they come back, and then we kick their butts again. And... <laughs> yeah. But other than that, Build is a great show. Definitely got them early Heisei feels and the later Heisei feels and. Just a great way to kind of cap off the Heisei era, I think, uh, minus Zio. It is what I consider to be the final Heisei Rider series. I think that's fair. <laughs> I mean, they have they 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 stole the movie. It says Heisei Final in it, so that has to mean something. Do you have like a favorite uh, episode? Unless it's a spoilery one, I guess. I think the introduction of Greece was done really, really well, mm. where he he shows up and Banjo sees him and he's like, Banjo's like, oh my god, this guy's like, this guy's tough as nails. He's you know you can't mess around with him. And he just like punched a smash in the face like barehanded, and Kazumi like they pan up to him and he's got this big grin and then he just doubles over and he's like, ow, oh that hurt. Oh I can't keep doing that. Oh I'm gonna break a hand like that. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> The uh, the soft I'm gonna I'm gonna call it even though it's really not the tournament arc, um where they uh I I guess rather were uh well the introduction of rabbit rabbit and tank tank uh that and I was even gonna say where they had uh build and grease in the fight pit and uh, oh yeah yeah build yeah. build training with spoiler alert oh that's right I forgot about that to yeah, go through yeah, with yeah. that I read that. I can always go back to that. That's that's a very good arc. Mm-hmm. Build might have to be the first show that I rewatch. Honestly, like usually I try to wait a couple of years before I rewatch something, but Build is just you, you, you think back on it and you're like, God, that's a good episode. God, that's a really good arc. <laughs> God, that's just a really good show. <laughs> yeah, I think all my favorite episodes are spoiler heavy episodes. So that, really honestly <laughs> Uh, there's so much stuff that you want to talk about yeah. with Build, but you got to be so careful because there, there's so much that you have to learn. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that off air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Ryan, do you have another uh, comfort food? I would to love to talk about Mega Monster Battle Ultra Galaxy. Oh, wait. Oh, that's the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie, the one that uh, uh, introduces Ultraman Zero, yeah, that is. I watched that fairly, like fairly recently, but I could always go back and watch bits and pieces of it. That's such a, that's such a good movie. It's going back to what I talked about with uh, Godspeed Love, where it's 
it's pretty isolated from everything, especially since it's not like a movie that's like it's not like an Ultraman's movie. Like Mabius is in it; he plays an important part with it because he was the last one to have a TV show before the movie came out. So of well, course, it. Am, am I say? Am I am I wrong or? Well, technically, it's a movie for the uh, Ultra Galaxy show. It was like a shorter series. I think it had two seasons, but it was like a shorter series. And okay. um, actually, the guy who's in it, Ray, who's with the uh, these the force or the, the team that's on that mm-hmm. sh- on that movie, that's their show. Well, I have homework then. Um, I haven't actually seen it all the way through. Um, at this rate, I'm probably just going to wait until Mill Creek <laughs> releases it or something like that. Um, but even but at the same time, I haven't seen it. But and they're also he's also not prominent. He's not well. He is kind of he's kind of the main villain. But he's he's I guess I guess he's one of no not he is one of the main characters in it. But yeah, yeah. um, it, it's the same thing with like um, why I like Gatsby Love so much is that like it doesn't ask you to refamiliarize yourself with prior content. Um, because they, even in the beginning of the movie, they like explain what the land of light is. Um, they explain who Ray and the entire task force is. Um, and as new, new characters get introduced, it's not in your face on like, on like, Oh, you'll never know who this is because like, they'll flat out say, it's like, Oh, it's you. I know you, you're ultra seven. Um, and, uh, it, it's, it's a, it, it's a solid watch. Um, it honestly, I, again, I heard nothing good, uh, but good things about it. But like when I did watch it, it really surprised me. And, um, it, it, it set a curve, I think of like how they wanted to go forward with the rest of the series, with the rest of the franchise too, honestly. Um, it was just everything about it is impressive. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, do I have people to watch this with? No, I'm the only one in a 20 mile radius of me who's probably into this kind of stuff in a timeline where there are people who are down for this around me. Yeah. This would be one of those things where I would show it to them and my mission when the rise of Ultraman comes out and my brother reads the comic for it. I'm going to point him over to here to plant seeds to get him to get into Ultraman. <laughs> yeah, that Mega Monster Battle, I remember watching that. And it's, it's having not watched, I think, but when I watched that, I had only seen uh, Nexus. Mm-hmm. I still haven't finished, like, I'm, I'm close to finishing the original Ultraman now. Um, but even back then, it was like, you could, you knew that there was a, reverence towards these older characters you didn't know who they were but you knew that they were very important to the history of ultraman i got very excited seeing all the kaiju and everything in it because like for the pretty much for the past year i've watched like all of the new generation hero stuff so Mm. it was after i think i started i started watching with jeed and then i went all the way back to ginga and i was the slow the slow burn of shifting from I don't know what an Ella King is to watching the preview, and I was like, 
fuck yeah, we're getting Ella King this episode. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Gonna put a dollar in the swear jar. <laughs> it's alright, it's fine. Just to, I guess, to wrap things up about the Mega Monster Battle movie, um, it, it's good to it's good to go back to it because of how well of a segue it is. Like, there's so many, there's so many different ways that you can go forward with it. Like, obviously, if you want to go the the route of Ultraman Zero, you got all the stuff with Ultraman Zero. But like, you can you can watch that movie and then like go right into Jeden stuff too. Like that's that's a good way of just like continuing on with the series. I think so. I, I think it's good to watch Mega Monster Battle and the Zero movie. Uh, what was it? The Revenge of Belial. Yeah. And then go to Jeden. I do love me some Belial. <laughs> His big meaty claws. <laughs> I just see. I just finished watching Jeed recently, and I am loving it, and I'm very excited for Orb because that's what I'm going to go to next. And watching Jeed appear in Z hits so different after watching Jeed. I love it. That's true. That's true. Even though I don't really like Jeed, but it was cool seeing him back in uh, Z for sure. And yeah, the the Mega Monster Battle movie. I mean, I think it was. I think it's really cool. I I do wish there was more practical sets. It was a lot of green screen, but I, I think it was. I think it would have been like I, I think it would have been diff- difficult for them to portray what they wanted to portray if they just did generic rock quarry set number nine. Yeah, well, especially at that time because uh, I think at that time Subaraya was pretty. Uh, it wasn't doing as well as it is it, is it now. So that was a little while before Ginga too. Yeah. Uh yeah, it was. Uh, I think that movie. That movie was in two thousand and nine. I think, or 2010. I think it's 2009, and then yeah, Ginga came out in 2009. Yeah, and I think Ginga came out in 2012 or 20 something like that. But yeah, and also it was it was the first uh, thing that Koichi Sakamoto did when he came back to Japan mm-hmm. from Power Rangers. So. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, it's a really good movie. I like that movie a lot. That is that is a movie that I go back to once every like couple of years. It's easy too because like it it doesn't like yeah I've I said this before but like it doesn't shove your throat shove things down your throat like it sets everything up very it takes like hey we're gonna take five minutes in the beginning we're gonna explain everything all right good now just you know take off shoes we'll take off your shoes sit back watch it never had a movie take off my shoes before. Neither have I. But <laughs> if it could, it will. <laughs> cool. I think that's a really good choice, actually. It's all been good choices so far. I think my next one is uh, Geki Ranger. Okay. Um, I'm currently rewatching the show, um, and I gotta say, I still love this show. It's so easy to watch. It's just a lot of fun. Um, and for me, I love uh, I love martial arts movies. I love like action movies and stuff like that. And this just hits that sweet spot so well. It's it's so cool seeing all the kung fu references, all the kung fu movie references in this movie, in this show. Um, and the characters are fun, even if like from what I remember, not all the characters get as 
developed as others. Mm-hmm. Like, unfortunately, uh, Geki Yellow, Ran doesn't get as much uh, character development later on. But overall, I think the show is really well done. Um, aesthetically, I think it looks great. I think the action is really well done. Um, I remember the story being really fun, had a lot of like hot-blooded moments that makes you just kind of like really excited to watch, you know, these matchups happen, you know, these like rivalries come to a head or whatever. And yeah, it's just it's just such a fun show. Jan, um, I know, well, I don't know how it is now, but when it came out, a lot of people were tired of the loud red. The loud red? The different red tropes. Yeah, it was a, tr- it was a trope, especially back then. Like with like Deca Red, Magi Red, Geki isn't Red. The, isn't the loud red still a thing? It's still a thing, but I don't know if yeah. people complain about it as much as they did back then. Oh, uh, I definitely got complained about with the ninja. I, I can say that for sure. Nin- well, Ninja's yeah. loud oh, red. Oh, I know what we're talking about now. I, I'm I'm back in. I'm back in. Yeah, the, the ninja <laughs> did its characters kind of not great, and the loud red especially, yeah. like just the way that they used his catchphrase wasn't great. Some people were also complaining about it mm-hmm. in Q Ranger, uh, because that had followed Zhu Ranger. Or Zhuoger, yeah. I mean, Zhuoger. Um, Q Ranger following Zhuoger and returning to a loud catchphrase yelling Red Ranger, people weren't super happy about that. That said, I do think that Lucky was handled a lot better, especially the further you got in the show as compared to Ta- Takaharu. Oh, absolutely. There's also 11 other characters to, like, better palette if there's True. any like gripe or anything with it i mean like you have you have lucky on one side and then you have Surugi, who is also a red ranger who is the pretty much the complete polar opposite of him to a certain to a certain extent like i guess he's like the mature like, red yeah exactly so you know you're getting a little bit of both at the same time i kind of feel like the entire appeal of uh lucky is how infectious he is because how lucky he is is. well i mean he makes his own luck that was kind of one of the things they were working towards i think in that show uh without me saying anything about anything that's too spoilery um his whole thing was like make your own luck make it happen fight for yourself and for your for the things you care about you know all those great red qualities um but of course the, the 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 point being that his at his positive optimistic attitude was like infectious and it really rubbed off on everyone on the team and even it even melted Surugi's cold heart well the way i saw with, with lucky was that he he was there to support his team and he was there to help make he like if if you, he he wanted to help his teammates and that would make a better team so whatever was troubling his teammates he would help to the best of his ability and that would help. That would make them feel better. That would make them a better part of the team, I guess. And then, so I feel like he was, he grew into his leadership role really well over the course of the show. But yeah, as, as far as like uh, Geki Red, yeah, I think it worked for him because of his story. Um, for those who haven't, who don't know about Geki Ranger, um, Geki Red was a. Uh, was 
stranded in the jungles as a kid. He grew up amongst the animals. And then he is discovered by uh, a member of this organization, organization called Scratch. And he becomes a part of the Gekka Ranger team because he has he has an animal instinct or an animal he has an animal I guess chi or whatever um, that's found in people in the uh, Beast Arts Academy, which is what he joins and he becomes a Geki he becomes a part of Geki Rangers and they fight their enemy, which is the uh, Rinjuken or the uh, was, was there? I forget what their academy was called. It was basically two two academies that were once one academy split off between good and evil, and that's who they're who are fighting. And Geki Rangers are part of the good ones, and then the uh, Rio and Melee are part of the bad ones, and that's how they fight. So he's he's still a kid, even though he's an adult. His like he he hasn't developed, like he hasn't he's not educated or whatever. He's still kind of acts like a kid. He even has like he talks like a kid. He has kid words like when he hears like uh, when he feels like there's some kind of something bad happening. He says zoa zoa, which means to him means danger. When he's excited, he says waku waku. <laughs> so him being a loud character is because he is a kid and he's excited about everything. When he wa- he wants to learn about the martial arts, he wants to learn about uh, gekiju ken. He wants to he wants to be a part of it, and I think. What I love about the show is that it really is about building the team. Blue mm. and yellow have been established already and they're set in their ways, but they have to bring on a new a new teammate and teach him. And by doing that, their 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 lead their teacher, which is Master Shafu, is trying to build this perfect team. And he's building it through like balance. So they have to complement each other and help each other at the same time and that's what i love about the show is that it's 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 this theme of unity and balance and working together kind of thing and that that's what i love about the show because it reminds me so much of like uh definitely like martial arts movies from like the 70s and 80s or whatever where it, it had that that training aspect like you're always training to be better and you're always training to better yourself and better the people around you. And that's something that happens in the show. I mean, there's also, you know, typical Sentai plots as far as like, you know, good versus evil and all that stuff. But at the core of it, it is about this team growing together. Um, I think towards the end, it there's some parts of it that I remember being a bit rushed when I first watched it, but I, I'm interested to see how it looks now. Um, but no, otherwise, like, I just think it's a fun show to watch. The, the the characters are fun for me. The suits, I think, are so cool. Um, I think their their power up form is still probably my favorite Sentai power up. It's not like you know, a lot of shows, especially nowadays. There's a lot of them that just you know put on this chest piece and that's kind of it, you know. Whereas this one, like they had a whole suit change, helmet change, everything. I'd be I'd be lying if I said I slept on the entire aesthetic of Jungle Fury for a very see that's that's the reason why I slept on it because I saw it as Jungle Fury first and then Geki Ranger. Uh, okay, that's okay. You can be forgiven for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was also what was I? I was in 
I was in the early teens of like I just you know I was over the entire scene that was my childhood and everything I was just like no I don't want to do Power Rangers anymore um but uh, feel so old. um so yeah i slept on the suits or just the entire aesthetic of geki ranger because i first uh uh went through to i I, jungle fury was my first introduction to it and when i when i first was introduced to that entire aesthetic i wanted nothing to do with it just since i was a edgelord teenager you know um but when i got back into toku um that was something that i kind of just like i bit the bullet on a little bit you know you know it's you know different cast similar plot but still done a little bit differently um mm. give it a shot and it it did a very good job it surprised me i actually like i think i've mentioned this before in previous podcasts but i remember being t- a bit put off by the suits when they were first uh, revealed for Geek it's Ranger. It's different. It's really different. It's, it is different. Yeah, I think I think it's a lack of the belt makes it seem weird. We talked about this on Twitter too, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Because like we were talking about, I think the Abba Ranger suits, and we got and we were talking we were talking about that sort right. of like aesthetic of what makes the suit look more almost like a jumpsuit. I would say something that's very yeah. fitting for jumping around and kicking around in. Yeah, I remember this. Um, but yeah, because I remember loving the little, uh, like the look of it being sort of like martial arts based. It looked like it had like a a Chinese style uh, collar or whatever. Like this, it looked kind of like those old martial arts. Uh, well, not martial, arts, more old Chinese style outfits from like the I don't know eighteen hundreds or whatever. As far as like the mm-hmm. collar and. Some parts of it, anyway. Um, but yeah, once I watched the show, I just absolutely loved the aesthetic of the show. I love the mech. That's probably my favorite. One of my favorite mechs. Oh, it's it's clean. Like that. It's that so is. Good. It's. It's not. It's not too bulky, but like That's it also it. it is in a way where like it makes sense. Yeah, it does. I my only complaint about it is that I wish there was like. It's it's my good play with every almost every show. I wish it was uh, practical uh, pieces put together to become the mech instead mm-hmm. of the CG. You know, the CG. Yeah, tiger, it was the times. Jaguar. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's still kind of, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I I love the show. I love the arcs. I love the rivalries, and I love martial arts based Sentai, which one of my ne- my other picks is very similar. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is a show that I can go back to. I'm going back to it now, and I'm just having a blast. And once in a while, I'll go back and watch, you know, uh, Geki Ranger versus Bokanger or the Geki Ranger movie, and just have a blast with it. Anybody else have another uh, comfort food show? I'll jump on the the Sentai train and talk about um, Zooger. I, I going from one animal themed Sentai to the next. Oh, that's yeah. a power move. <laughs> I <laughs> Zuoger was uh, another one of the sentais that I watched from start to finish for the first time. 
Mm. And because, like I said earlier, the, my first Sentai was Gokaiger. But then I think right around the time we finished Gokaiger, I think Zooger was going to start airing in a couple weeks. Okay. So I, now that I was comfy with the idea of Sentai, um, I wasn't really a big fan of Ninja. I, I think I tried to watch that and kind of fell off of it. But You're not alone, Dory. Yeah, <laughs> Zooger. I, I came onto it because uh, you know I, I work with animals and I love mm. the motif that they had. I thought the suit designs were really unique. And um, for those that don't know, the basic plot is that you follow Yamato, who is the red, and his I guess red trope is he's he's a very honest red, and he's he is like he's the new kid, but he also you know it, it, it doesn't take a long time for him to get comfortable with his team. Like, they click pretty early on. There's not a whole discourse between them um, that takes episodes to, to resolve. But basically, they he encounters um, these, what they're called, zoomen, which are basically, like, they look like um, animals. You've got a lion, you've got a shark, you've got a white tiger, you've got an elephant. And they end up getting, I can't remember, it's been so long since I've seen the first episode. I can't remember if he gets trapped in their world or if they get trapped in his world. But they have to... Yeah, so Yamato gets sucked through the cube thing into their world, and then they follow him back into his world where the cube is destroyed behind them. So I was right on both fronts. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, was, I was remembering both things. But uh, yeah, and then they, they have to fight the Death Galleons, and it's it's a show that's um, got a very... Like, all the team members, I feel like, get a good fleshing out. They all get... Uh, time to shine um and the the sixth that they get um which is zuo the world which that's the best name had lots of jojo references for that Mm -hmm. but they handle him so well because what he is is that he is three animals in one and he starts off like you know like the sixth can come in and they'll be like i run the show and like this this story is about me now but you you get introduced to him and he's you know, such a timid, you know, he's just this normal guy that got three animal brains, like, shoved into his body. It sounds a lot more horrible out of context, I promise you. If you watch the show, you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But it's, like, the essence of three animals getting shoved into this poor man's brain, and they're all arguing, and he can't get them to be quiet. And he just wants to live a nice life. But they, all, all of the the teammates, they all work really well together and you even have like Kohei Murakami's in this Sentai like he plays a bird he's he's a bird man and it's fantastic you're like that, <laughs> oh, that yeah he's bird yeah it, so you're like Kusaka's a bird and I'm confused um for those of you that don't know he was in Fies that took me out of it for a while I cannot not see Kusaka and I can't not see his like creepy evil smile oh my god yeah <laughs> and what what yes yeah, said earlier about um you know how power-ups you know they typically will just change you know they'll just switch out a chess piece but with with the red and zooger i mean he when he gets his gorilla upgrade you know he gets super duper buff and like he that's literally, a brand new suit he pulls up the mask and reveals the gorilla underneath and it's such a neat transition and even when he gets his final form which is the whale he gets his big whale gun and there's like this dude the in the back the, ba- the guy in the background goes whale and it's really just the it's the the introduction dude. of the whale is like his own thing and it's just 
ah, I, I, I love Zuoger. That introduction was also the Gokaijers coming back for the 40th anniversary. It was. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, right. Yeah. And 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 let me tell you, I adore that whole arc with Bungle because they set it up as this guy is hunting this whale and he's he's he they, they call him what like like I think I saw the translation mega beast hunter or something like that and but he's basically set up as Captain Ahab from Moby Dick and then you have the Gokaijers who are also pirates come in and it results in after they depart Zhuo whale yep and it was just this really smartly put together story chain that is my favorite part of Zhuoger. Well, I mean, my, I guess that would make Zhuo uh, the World my uh, second favorite part. I, I, I definitely loved his, watching him deal with his trauma. Something that I love, too, and the, this is something that, you know, really solidified in my mind that, you know, Zhuoger was something special. Just, you know, Yamato, I think, in general, is just such a strong red and that really showed the best when they had the um the Sentai Strongest battle. Is that what that was called? Mm-hmm. Yep. Where they, they had wrote him so well. They had um Marvelous like he got put up against Marvelous and he still I feel like was the stronger red. And I think that says something because a lot of people will look at Marvelous as like the OP of OP Reds. But he held his own and I think he really like he he really held up against you know what many consider to be a legendary red, and I think he doesn't get enough credit for that. Oh yeah, no, he, Yamato yeah. totally proved himself in that special. I was very impressed with how they wrote him. I was almost more impressed with how they wrote Takaharu because I actually didn't hate him for once. Yeah, I was I was a little hesitant when they brought him back, but then you know I was like you know I guess it can't be the worst thing in the world, and it, it, he was definitely a lot more tolerable than he was in his own show. He did have a fart joke, though. Dude, he did have a fart joke. I can't believe <laughs> that actually is a real thing that happened. Oh, I forgot uh, that existed. <laughs> yep. It, I, it's impressive that it didn't ruin the whole thing. It almost did. It, he tried. <laughs> <laughs> he actively tried to ruin the plot. Not this time. <laughs> it, see, it, it didn't bother me as much as I think it bothered you guys. Because, like, I still came out of it thinking... I don't remember worked. this. I just think it's funny that they made a toot joke. It's the one thing that I remember about Takaharu from that whole special. I don't remember any of this. Yeah. What I see, I don't remember like the specifics of what he did. I just remember that generally he helped pull the team back together when they were sort of drifting apart. True, but I also think that could have been anybody. If they switched him out, it wouldn't have changed anything. I, I wonder if the reason why he's there is just because he still was like on a contract with them or something. Like they were able to pull him for one more movie. But I, I I do agree. I feel like he could have been swapped out for literally any other red. Yeah. If they put King in there, oh my god. People oh my god, nuts. that would have been... Oh he would have stole the show. I think they needed, they needed someone who was like... Well, I guess he, he was still... He he came after Gokaiju, so they just needed someone who was... I guess they needed a younger red to mm-hmm. bring them together. Uh, they just could have had a different one. i think the point that i wanted to make about that just since we got on the topic was simply it wasn't really that it had to be takaharu in that role just since he was in that role 
I thought that they wrote him significantly. They had written him in his own show. True. Mm. True. He's he's probably better when he's not in his own show, which just happens to a lot of bad characters. I think. Yeah. Uh, when they're written by someone else, um, I think I think like for example like uh, Tokyo Ichigo could have been a good substitute. Oh really? Oh yeah, right. That that would have been fun. I think it would have worked the same way. Like he's one of the younger uh, red sentais, but he could also bring them all. Oh together. yeah, yeah. No, totally. Mm. Uh, that I thought you meant something else. No, I agree on that. Um, but I, Katie, I agree with you about like Yamato being like an underrated red. Yeah. Um, I he's the kind of red that I kind of, like. I enjoy watching where he's not. Loud. He's not overt. He's not loud. He he doesn't take center stage all the time, uh, but he's still a leader. He's very strong. I want to say normal. Like he's a normal. Normal's person. a good way of putting him. He 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 thinks before he does things. He approaches things like in a logistic way. Yeah. He doesn't get all fired up and just like like Leroy Jenkins into like a fight. He's like <laughs> yeah. he's like yeah. all right, let's sit down. Let's let's think over this and figure out what to do. And when he does Leroy Jenkins it. It's for a reason. Oh, you better watch out. Yeah. So yeah, he, he reminds me of someone like, for example, uh uh Boken Red is kind of similar. Like even though Boken Red was more of a traditional leader and he kinda they like, people called him chief because he was like he was like a status thing. Uh but he was kind of normal. Uh same with like uh Red Falcon from Live Man. He's a he's a normal guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that he happens to be the leader. Um, that's what I like about Yamato, and I think Yamato's actor is really good. Um, so I think I I don't know I I for me I kind of wish he was in a different show, uh, but he is like probably the best thing in Zio Ojo for me. Mm-hmm. And also Zio the Well or Zio Whale, so good. Like I love I love his fighting style. I love his suit. It's just it's awesome. The long coat. It's very very dramatic. <sighs> Tailcoats fuel me. That's that. That, so that is cool. a that is a gimmick. <laughs> that is a suit design that will that will get me anytime. <laughs> it's, so, it's cool. so cool. You do the little wizard swish, and it's like, ah, oh, yes, it's so cool. <laughs> yes, spin that cloth around, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, I was. I think it was a it was a fun show. I, it wasn't. It's not like my favorite, but there's aspects of it. Like I love the cast of the show a lot. That they're really cool. It's really fun to watch. Yeah. I think my only thing was like I didn't the Death Galleons didn't really sell me. That's the only thing. They're not very memorable, I guess. Like I can't think of like a specific one that I'm like, oh, I remember this one the best. Like, like if you think of something like. Tokyo, you'd be like, "Oh, wagon!" Like you, you'll you'll think of a villain. Yeah. Whereas with Zuoja, you focus more on the the strength of like the the heroes versus yeah. the and the Lego parts. <laughs> All the blocks. Oh, the Minecraft, the Minecraft mech, yeah. Yeah. Zuoja was airing when I made, took my first visit to Japan. I still haven't taken my second. I'm still waiting on that, but. I was visiting Japan while it was airing, and um, I went to Toys R Us, and I saw a little kid playing with the the blocks and making mecha, and it was, oh, it was so much fun. It was so cute. 
that that is such a small thing that I think uh, when when Tokusatsu fans, you know, when we go over to Japan, that's not something we're really prepared for is to see the kids actually like being involved in like the Sentai toys or the Rider toys and that's always something that I look forward to when I go because it's it's so heartwarming and it, it kind of reminds you of you know yes it is something that is kind of for kids but you, you see how much excitement it brings them like I, I watched a kid like lose his absolute mind because he got the exact uh Lupat toy that he wanted in his happy meal Aww. and <laughs> you, you can't replicate that just genuine joy and you just you just go aww that's adorable you're so right about that. Like I, on that same trip, I visited Toei Hero World before it closed, and they were teaching children the Zhuoger dance, and it was the cutest thing I'd ever seen. And on my uh... way to the to catch the bus with uh, like our tour guide who was uh, accompanying us on this excursion, um, there was this kid who got excited because he saw that in my bag I had a ghost driver that I had just bought from Hero World. And he was excited because he had the same one. And my our tour guide was translating for me. And I was like, oh, this this is the cutest thing. <laughs> That's cool. Anybody else have any other uh, shows or movies that they want to talk about? Um, I mean, if it's okay, um, I'd like to talk about Comrade Geo for a hot second. Go for it. EY. Um, so, uh, <laughs> specifically, the Blade arc of Gio. Um, I watched uh, Gio Weekly, so I, uh, I was of the criteria of people watching the Blade arc and being like, I don't understand what's going on. How is this retconning an entire series? And mm-hmm. then, a couple months later, watch I watch all through Blade. I understand what the bench is. You know, my soul died a little bit. Um, but uh, I, after that, I went back to go and watch the Blade arc again. And, um, you know, it, it was it was after a good couple of months of, like, you know, not really taking in any content from Geo. So it was cool to see the, the gang again. Waz is still, you know, I'll take a bullet for him. It's fine. Who, I, it's okay. Um, but, uh, it was interesting to rewatch that again and know and understand completely what they're talking about. Um, and that was kind, that's kind of my plan going forward with, um, at least with the, the remainder of the few writer series that I haven't seen, um, because I know, like, not really, not really that much. But uh, I mean, like the Hibiki arc. There's, you know, looking at a completely night and day difference. That's something like I haven't seen all through Hibiki. I kind of gave up on it. Um, but it would be cool to eventually, when I finish it, go back to watch the uh, uh, the Hibiki arc and just be like, okay, let's see how the passage of time approaches these characters and like where are they now and everything that's gonna be especially for hibiki you're not gonna enjoy what they have for hibiki i know oh no don't worry don't worry i know why do you think i stopped watching it no 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 i mean like 
I don't think you're going to like the Hibiki episodes of Geo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hibiki. Yeah. Hibiki is embroiled in such a deep uh, problematic history that it, it's it, it, it's like the whole Joe Otagiri thing with Kuga. There, there's a reason why it, it was done the way it was done. Hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. I yeah. You 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 get those I think in, in Zio. I think with Zio and I I I will say that I do I I did like Zio when I watched it. I think that you know it provided another great uh, pedestal for Masahira Noe to just show up and act like decade for a few hours and go <laughs> home. Um, get, but I do get think the decade paycheck. <laughs> goodbye. Yeah, it but. Yeah, I think something that Zio also did, which was probably a little bit unintentional on Toei's end, was that it kind of showed how well the relationship is with certain people from certain eras. Mm-hmm. Where you'll they would get somebody like Agito's actor back, which is amazing. Like you, who would have thought we'd get so Soichi back for you know that's that's incredible. But then you get like a Hibiki arc or like a Kiva arc, and you're just like, oh, that, can we not talk about the Kiva arc? That that's what y'all had to offer. Uh, that's it. So there's like it's like levels of disappointing, and then levels of like, oh my god, like like the Fies, the Fies episodes were amazing. Oh my god, I love the Fies episodes. But they did Forza is so dirty. Yeah, but that actor almost looks like Entero. They they called out the entirety of the Forze cast for being busy with Bleach, and I that as somebody who likes Bleach, that made me laugh so hard. That's that's valid. I mean, like, I mean, they're working on a movie. What can they? What can you do? But we got Osugi back though, and I think Osugi Sensei is wonderful, and I'm always happy to take him. <laughs> mm-hmm. He can be the stand-in any day. I just feel feel like they treated Forze. Like they treated the setting, they okay. They took the setting from Forze and layered in the story elements to relate more to Fies. I feel, and I haven't seen Fies, so you could correct me if I'm wrong on that. But I feel like there wasn't much Forze there. Trust me, there wasn't much Fies either. <laughs> Fies Fies includes a lot of suffering. I will always be a Fies apologist, and, and oh. I, I, I. I, I there's a lot of frustrating things about Fies, but I do think I that mean, it do does. Do you see have... my icon? I know. <laughs> Son, my 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 cat's name is Takumi. I need you to get on my level. <laughs> oh, take that, Fies icon! I'm so excited to watch Fies because I think Fies has some of the most interesting gear of Common Rider. Doesn't it have the bondage horse? The what? Doesn't is it isn't what I don't doesn't it have like the unicorn or something where it's just like a bunch of like belt straps and everything? Are you talking about the orphanox? Yeah, <laughs> there is there is a horse orphanox. Okay, so I'm ha- I'm I'm at least half right. Yeah, but I don't know I where don't, the bondage came. Yeah, is. I don't think I do, what I don't know if I'm thinking of that or something from Blade. I haven't seen all of Blade, so I can't say. <laughs> but I mean, there's a there's a lot of there's there's a lot of parts to the design maybe i could see them as belts or straps or something but i never took it as bondage i'd have to look i'll take a closer look at my horse orphanoc sh figure art later and, and get back to you <laughs> but i'll say like i i love fies i love the show i love the characters i love everything about it but in it that's kind of what frustrated me about the geo arc for fies i mean not only did they you know kind of 
smushed together the Forze part in the fire. Yeah, part. that that was a bit messy. But that was a bit rough. I didn't like how they handled Takumi and Kusaka. Kusaka. I guess it's a carryover from the show Heisei vs. Showa movie, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember. But the thing is, like, at the end of the show, Takumi and Kusaka are not friends. They're not friendly. They still kind of pretty much hate each other. Yeah. And then in the Geo, like, episode, they're friends? So you have to you have to think about the aspect of, like, the... um like when the another writer is there their history is taken too so i mean yeah they were still pushing that plot line when ag from ag from o's is a politician who's wearing a suit and tie and what okay i I guess i should preface that i that the fives episode maybe dropped uh geo so oh i i i came back on when uh i think the blade arc and then i kind of kind of watched everything um most of it afterwards. Um, the one thing that I'll say about Geo is um, it took it took a while for it to realize what it wanted to be. It took the halfway point. Literally, the blade arc was where it kicked it into like, okay, this is where we want to go. And I think that's one of my problems with the Kiva arc specifically with it is that it's such a... With how the plot went, regardless of the fact of what happened in the arc specifically, it felt like they wanted to put this in the beginning rather than um, a beginning of the series rather than closer to the end. Um, But they had, you know, whether they didn't want to make a Kiva suit for it. So they were like, you know what, fine, you'll just have him use Trinity or whatever it was. I don't even remember. Um, But once it figured out what it wanted to be, um, that is that is where it uh, started to you know kick in a little bit. You know, you get a couple more, couple more anniversary uh, or legacy writers in there, um, complete some story arcs that people may or may not have been asking for, um, and just you know the passage of time. I guess I don't know. I I just I when the when when it got to the Fies episode, that's the part I was like, I didn't feel like they carried on the characters from the show. As far as the whole thing with Fies, I I feel like, and this is this is nobody's fault. I mean, I I think that the Fies part suffered from. I feel like Kusaka was supposed to be Kiba, but we don't have Kiba, so we got right. Kusaka. And that's right. unfortunate, and it's very sad. But it, I think that's kind of maybe they couldn't get um, the you know Maki back, or maybe they couldn't get God. I can't remember his name right now. The one that helped Keitaro. out at the laundry shop. Yeah, Keitaro. That maybe they couldn't get Keitaro back. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about the fact that that could have been Kiba, but I feel like he passed away a couple years before Gio, right? Oh, he did. I think it was like maybe twenty. 14 or 2015 so i think by the time you get to geo it's like you can write something that's more towards kusaka and takumi as characters than having this like friendship that kind of comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. um, and also another thing that pissed off pissed me off is that i love the five suits so much and i think we literally got 
like five frames of new footage of five. We got it episode. taken away from us. Like they showed uh, clips from the early an early episode of Five, and then the only new shot is him falling to the ground. That was something that they did in the beginning too, but they dropped that. Honestly, it's not a spoiler. It, it makes me nervous about how what kind of condition some of the older suits are in because they uh-huh, uh-huh, uh, blade. They they do like like you look at a suit like Gills and you're just like you could have treated true. that better. True, that's true. But at the same time, we've seen the five suits in like the Heisei Generation movies, right? Yeah, I mean we've seen them in the in like the big battle scenes, but he hasn't had a huge focus since Showa versus Heisei. True. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I that episode turned me off to it, and I stopped watching until. George basically kind of convinced me, oh, they're kind of doing some interesting things. Um, and I think it, I think it was seeing Blade's actor back and then seeing like Ryuki back in that special and then seeing uh, Shoichi. I was like, okay, I'll watch I'll watch these legacy episodes, but everything else with Geo, I could not kill us. But that's fair. That's just me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to like rain on anybody's. How dare you have no, your own no. opinions? That's unacceptable. <laughs> Anniversary series are always going to have people that are going to have some issues yeah. with it. It's just nostalgia. Mm-hmm. It happens. True, but I would I would watch the Shoichi uh, the Agito episodes over and over again if I wanted because I I love see I love seeing his transformation and fight. It's so cool. Yeah. I just think I don't know. Like, I, I understand the people who dropped Geo, and I understand the reasons for it, and I can't say I was thrilled all the time by Geo, but the way that I felt is that, you know, I, I, I stuck with it through the whole thing. You know, it was the currently airing series. I wasn't going to not watch it. Um, and yeah, after, it was the same way. After getting through the whole thing, I really did feel like they had all the pieces of a good story, but they put it together in all the wrong ways. There were there are certain plot elements that got introduced um, midway through, even towards the end, that I really would have liked to see. You know, you know, there's at one point without spoiling story stuff, there is another Go and another Go too, and the characters who pop up in those sorts of roles, I feel like the story aspect of it like it would have been much more impactful if they had introduced that sort of thing way earlier at least the human character mm. um who becomes the another rider based on just what they tried to do with that story because it's like they tried to establish a certain relationship it's it was a bit rough how they did it and it was a bit rough how they roped in the rules of uh, decades worlds and involved that it's almost like they decided midway through, and I, I mean, I guess they did decide midway through, that what was actually happening behind the scenes wasn't quite as timey-wimey as we thwimey as we a little more spacey wacy. That is not a thing that's Doctor Who says. I just kind of went with it. It's a little more <laughs> decade. Can you stop messing everything up for everybody else, please? No, I'm going to steal their bread. He's like, can you sit down for two minutes? He's like, no, nah. I have a silk shirt. I want to, I do want to be clear though. Like I do like what they ended up doing with the decade stuff. I thought that it made a lot of sense to involve that sort of thing in the story of Geo, but I feel like they just, the way they went about it was too rough, too late in the game. 
But I think I think it would be cool, like what you're doing, Ryan, to go back and watch the older shows and then come back and watch uh, Geo. Sort of like how I want to do with like Go Kaiser or yeah, you know, people do with Decade once they watch the show, the the original shows or whatever. I mean, in an attempt to not not spoil it. I mean, just talking about the the Blade arc again, because like right as soon as I was done watching Blade, I was like, okay, let's go, let's go see what's going on. Um, I can't remember her name. Um, the uh, the daughter in uh, in Blade. Um, uh, she comes back in um, Akane. Yes, Akane. Thank you. Um, she comes back in this and I, and I didn't know who she was when, uh, I first oh, watched, when I first wow, watched it, yeah. when I was watching it weekly, I go back to watch this and I was like, oh my God, that's her. Oh, she's still kind of the same. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I mean, they, they make some, they make some bold decisions which uh you know ultimately retcons a lot of stuff that blade set in stone but um i mean it was interesting to go back and just like oh this is this is what was actually happening this makes complete sense now that's it that's my statement yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh since we're probably we're close to wrapping up. Does, uh, do we want to do like a sort of rapid fire of like any other uh... Deno? You could always go back to Deno and have a good time, except the last like arcish. <laughs> Once they re- when they remember they need to have a plot, then they're like, "Oh God, yeah." <laughs> I guess the answer to your question is yes. Yes, we will do rapid fire. <laughs> Let's go for it. Yeah. Um, Akiba Ranger. Akiba Ranger is fantastic. Listen, power is pain. Oh, pa- pain is power. Oh my gosh, I love it. Um, Akiba Ranger, I was watching that. Oh, I must have still been in high school at the time. Um, I don't even remember what year it was, but all I do remember is that it's a Sentai themed for otaku culture and people who love Sentai. And it's fourth wall breaking and it's it's so well thought through like all of the references they have some actual sentai reds show up as cameos and in season two they give him a power up that is literally his waifu becoming his armor (laughs) oh my gosh he akage is the best that was my favorite thing in the whole show it's it's a great show for if you want to watch something that's lighthearted but is also going to punch you in the gut every few like once you yeah. feel like you got a little too comfortable with it it's going to hit you with something hard but yeah. it it doesn't take itself seriously most of the time and it it's it's kind of like Car Ranger almost where you're just like it, it's it's lighthearted it's fun yeah but not a it's unofficial it's not official sentence oh yeah. oh yeah. It's an unofficial Sentai. It's the funniest Sentai I've ever seen personally. If you have an otaku slash weeb, whatever term you like to use as a English speaker in the community, whatever term, if you have a friend who is into anime culture, who you want to introduce to Sentai in some way, and they won't watch actual Sentai, have them watch this adult parody that is literally half the length of a real Sentai. 
they drink tea through the helmet and it just pours down the helmet. How can you hate that? <laughs> Yellow is a cosplayer. Yellow is a cosplayer. They're all all of their names are like based on the colors that they are. Like Akagi is Aka, which is red, and Aoi for blue, and it's like it's so clever and like they literally point Man, it out such in a the show. Fan. How did I not know this? Season three when? <laughs> I never put that together. <laughs> like that's like Akagi goes over at the beginning of the show. He's like, oh, what's your name? Aoi? Oh my god, you're gonna be the blue. Like <laughs> <laughs> their transformation device is literally figurines of their waifu that turn into guns. Oh man. And it's called Moe Moe Zukun. <laughs> the Moe Moe Zukun. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, if, if I had to recommend a movie for anybody, um, this is the first movie that I watched as like a writer fan. It was Showa versus Heisei. Oh, that's um, such a good dumb movie. And it's <laughs> it, it's a good movie in the sense that it's got a lot of good cameos, and mm-hmm. you you get um, Shotaro back as as Joker, and he's got a really good side story with. Um, Baron, uh, as they try to find a lost turtle and other various pets, because that's what Shotaro does these days. Uh, you have a really good performance by um, Tsukasa as well, as he, you know, is always kind of appealing as the puppet master behind the scenes. And then that was how we got back um, uh, Takumi's actor for the first time in a while. And yeah. it was so nice to see. And you also get X's actor, and you, you've got. Um, I think doesn't um Hiroshi Fujioka show up in that too? Yes, yes. He yeah. he shows up. You get to see a modernized version of his he- classic henshin. Yes, and they have that 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 scene with the the um the seven, and it's like they're all of their like their powers are updated with like graphics and whatnot, and it looks so it's it's so clean, but it still has like the Showa feel. It's just ah, it that whole movie is wait just, the seven isn't the seven isn't that in Megamax? Like when they have all seven. Maybe that versions. is Mega Max. Maybe I'm getting them too so. confused. But here, but Fujioka is definitely in Show versus Hayes. Fujioka is definitely Fujioka and X are both definitely in. I think C Cross shows up too, right? I think so. Like towards the end, like he kind of just transforms and. It's been way too long since I watched the movie. I don't know. It has, but it. I mean, yeah. it's the the movie itself is very. It's it it, it has a lot of the good fan servicey bits, but it's. You know, Gaim is such a strong series in itself that it, you know, having them be together in a movie is just, ugh, it's so good. Isn't that also a movie with featuring Sentai, or is that, am I thinking of something else? Uh, I don't think Sentai show up in that one. I think that was just a common Rider movie. No, I think, oh, okay. I think Tokyujer, doesn't Tokyujer show up at the end with, like, the final battle? I feel like, am I making that up? I know that they showed up in the spring crossover. I thought it was Heisei versus Kamen Rider. Let me look it up. I think it, no, I think it is. Heisei versus Showa featuring Kamen Rider. I mean, uh, Sentai. Okay, according oh, to yeah, the it is. Kamen Rider Week, it says Tokyuger and Kyoriger's Kyori Red will be joining the fight to protect world peace. That says it on the synopsis. Oh, that's where the, the Kyoriger version of Tokyo shows up, isn't it? Is that the one uh, where the Den Liner becomes the leg? Something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what it? happened. And, like, and Momotaro is like, yo, what the hell? How am I the foot? 
Oh yeah, because like because like <laughs> like Common Rider like I don't know whatever the skull one is Common Rider fifteen or something I think is the name of He's it. He's got the sweet mullet on the back of his head. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking at the poster, it does have uh, Z Cross in there as well. He does oh, have man. some luxurious hair. But that is <laughs> yes, that is a fantastic movie, and I definitely I need to watch that again. I haven't watched it in a long time. I went back and watched it, and sometimes, you know, movie subplots, you know, where it's just, you know, the movie writer can be a little eh, but I think I think it kind of, it, it weaves into the story a little bit better than some others. Right. Kira Major. Yeah? Ki- yeah. Currently airing Kira Major, Mashin Sentai Kira Major. That is, it brings me joy. It brings me joy, so, like, basically... You know, we're getting to the end of Zero One at the moment. And as I watch every episode of Zero One as it comes out, I always watch Kira Major right after. Because the things that are happening in Zero One right now are kind of painful. And so being able to switch from that to the shiny, happy, flashy, glittery world of Kira Major with their really... Uh, exact. Uh, I don't want to say exaggerated. The cast just has a really great chemistry right now. I'm just really loving how each of them has their own very distinct personality. They're they're also out there in their own kind of special ways. I. It's really hard for me to describe the exact appeal of Kira Major. It's it feels unique in a way that. Sentai hasn't felt for me since Q Range. I think Q Ranger, yeah, because after that it was Lupat, and after that it was Ryu Sol Ryu Soldier, and like I I reviewed Ryu Soldier, I reviewed Q Ranger, and or I, I, I Lupat was my first review on Tokunet, I believe, and recently I I uploaded my review of uh, Ryu Soldier, and my overall impression of Ryu Soldier, if I were to sum it up is I really liked it and I had fun, but it is not up in my favorites, really. I love their designs and I love their gimmicks, but it's not up in it's it didn't hit me the way a show like Q Ranger or Kyoryuger or Gokaiger did. But I'm feeling that feeling again with Kira Major and it makes me happy and that's why I cheer myself up after each week's zero one with it. <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. Um, I'll throw in my last two real quick. Um, first is uh, Ultraman Rube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I that show is just I I feel I mean it has a lot of problems most shows do but I just have such a warm feeling watching that cast. Um, I love the family um, in Rube and I love the brother dynamic. Uh, between the two main characters, it does two Ultraman very well. Yeah, it's it's really good, and I love Eisen. Eisen is great. Um, is that what I should watch after Orb? Actually, yes. I feel like you would get a good you get a, you get a new appreciation and also slight disappointment. What? <laughs> <laughs> You'll kind of find out when you watch it. Okay, but it, it, for me, it's a fun show. I feel like it's. It has its heavy moments, but for the most part, it's pretty lighthearted, and I like the themes of the show a lot. Um, I love the two Ultramen, and I love the they, they look great. I love their aesthetic completely. 
but yeah, I think Ultraman Rube is just a fun show to it watch. It was so much fun to watch. Um, my last one is Die Ranger. Oh, uh, Die Ranger! Die Ranger was my favorite show for the longest time. Uh, now it's been replaced with GoGo Five, but Die Ranger is still great. Uh, if you go back too. and GoGo Five is so much, so great. But I go back to Die Ranger once in a while and watch a few. So I just, I just kind of put in a DVD and just kind of choose an episode and go. Sometimes, and it just it just fun. I love it. I, I love again. I love martial arts themed anything. So, Die Ranger is great. Um, I love the suit designs. I love the mech design. The mech designs. I mean, I can't help but have nostalgia for it because of Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. But uh, those like in Power Rangers, the Thunder Megazord, I always liked more than yeah. the original Megazord. And seeing it in context in Die Ranger made it so much better. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to eventually, like, watch. I have the DVD set just, like, waiting for me to get a... For Die Ranger? Yeah, of Die Ranger, waiting okay. for me to just, like, get a DVD player. <laughs> yeah, I I love it. Um, I mean, you can always just go and watch it on, like, Shout Factory or Tubi. It's all there as well. Yeah, like, um, uh, something that I tend to do when it's uh, slow at work in the middle of the night uh, I'll just pop on Pluto TV, and usually by the time I'm tuning in, which for me is like around 5.30 in the morning, um, they'll Ooh. have a Sentai playing, which it's typically either like Die Ranger, Time Ranger, or GoGo5. And yeah. I, the, something I love is that I just I can just jump in on any episode, and I don't feel like I'm lost because Sentai can be so yeah. episodic. Yeah. But it's still like the characters, like I still know them all just because – you know, I talk to a lot of Toku people who love these old Sentai, and it's just, it's the same exact thing as like new Sentai. It just feels nice, and you know, it's they're it, they're easy to follow, and they've got good storylines. Like I've been really enjoying yeah. Die Ranger and GoGo Five so far. Oh man, yeah. I I what I love about Die Ranger is that you can connect. You can yeah, you can find something to like about each character, each of the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I love that each of them has their own sort of rival in the story. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that kind of, you see that happen, they kind of encounter them a couple of times throughout the whole show. Um, and it, I don't know, it's just, it's just it's just a good show to watch. And you, like you said, you can jump in at any point and watch, especially if you've already seen it. You can just jump in and watch it and have a good time. Um, I, the action is great. I love the aesthetic. I love the aesthetic of 90s Sentai in general. It's um, clean. I just, I, it's very clean. Yeah, I love, I love how they do action. I love how they film it. I love. It's just, it's my jam. Um, but Die Rangers is a special kind of show for me, and I just, I can go back and watch it whenever. It's got a good op too. It's got good music. Oh, it's such a bop! It's so. Cool. It is my. <laughs> that, that is my favorite Sentai op, without question. I, I, you, every time I turn it on, I'm ready to watch an episode. Like it is, it's the perfect thing to get you fired up for Die Ranger. It's I've never seen a a pairing of opening and show that just works so well. I love it. But yeah, that's me. Uh, anybody else have any last ones to to go before we wrap it up? I'd love to give an honorable mention to uh, two things: uh, the Doctor Pac-Man movie, Heisei Generations. Um, that's just a good movie even like even with it um as goofy as a concept as 
Pac-Man being a main plot point. Um, that I, I think it handles bringing back old writers very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you know, it's genuinely just a fun time. Like, regardless of the fact that, like, it's a crossover between Ghost and Eggs Aid. Um, I even finished that. I rewatched it a little while ago when I uh, finished watching like Ghost Eggs Aid, a couple, all the ones that were like, that were featured in it. So that, you know, same thing with like Geo and everything. So that I knew what was going on and got like just newfound of just like, yeah, this is a good movie. And they treated the people who came back for it very well. Um, right. And then just soft's honorable mention to the Common Rider Net movies. I think those are always great to come back to. The Wizard <laughs> Shorts. All of them are great. Every single one of them. Oh my gosh, I, I could I could name so many. Like there's the one where uh, Ag is doing his marathon as he tries to name all of the combos. Oh yeah, the track race between all of the. Uh... Uh, between all the writers from the Decade Net movies, that is that is just. <laughs> I, I feel like it fits all the characters very well. Like even if it is just like it's, it's the suit actors racing, but it's just like you know it, it it does a very good job of just like let's just make things funny. Let's just have fun. Which one is the one where they had like? It was almost like they had different types of shows within it. And one of them was like basically a talk show with the suit actors. Uh, I feel like you're thinking of an actual TV show. No, 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 no. It was like it was like a net thing. Was it, it a like, movie? I think it was Forza because it had like it would have one oh, it where had it was like high school. Wait, were there Forza net one, movies yeah. that no one ever told me about? I don't know if they're technically net movies. I have to look at look it up, but there was something like it had one episode would be in the high school, one episode would be with uh, uh, Garen's actor, and there was something with the evil guys, and then there would be one where it was like it was almost like a talk show where uh, Ryusei and Eitoku would interview the student actors. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember what you're talking about, and like Sadie Takaiwa and all of them would tell stories about being on set and like their stunts and stuff like that and I, that's i love watching that over and i over. love behind the scenes stuff too it, it always fascinates me i wish there was me. more i wish there was more because that's just the most fascinating thing to me yeah i th- I can understand why they're like tight-lipped about like trade secrets but i i do think there's like a whole other side of it that we don't get to see that i mm-hmm. think is cool yeah. Reminds me of how Geo had the point five episodes where they were doing uh like Oh the point five episodes mile fourth wall breaks. Literally talking about destroying Toei. I, I that really made the first part of Zeo like so much more watchable and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And then they gave up mm. because Toei was cowards. I mean <laughs> It gave me one of my favorite um reaction images that I still use to this day, which is Sento and Banjo looking at the camera saying don't ask questions about adult matters. I love it. Which is, which is basically, don't question anything about this series, okay? You gotta send me that one. That's a great one. I'll have to find it. Quite a question, because I didn't get to ask you about... Um, I, I didn't get to ask you about Die Ranger before we moved on, but mm-hmm. how does the opening make you feel when you see the opening? 
Uh, it just it just gets me fired up for the show. Like it's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a very hot blooded song. Do you prefer the original or the epic remake by the cast of Akiba Ranger? Wait, what? This is a thing? <laughs> I don't remember. So, that. in there was an episode of Akiba Ranger where they met Ryu Ranger, and they, but he he wasn't himself. He was like an early prototype design in the Delusion world. Um, and people who haven't seen Akiba Ranger will have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, the whole show takes place within, or the, their battles take place within their heads in a place called the Delusion <laughs> World. Um, and so they had this episode with Ryu Ranger, and it's but he wasn't himself, and he was like delivering food or something, and they had to remind him who he was of who he was, and um, and so they tried to do this by recreating the Die Ranger intro oh, right. on a right, stage right, right. with a big old TV framing them. And it was yeah, yeah, the yeah. greatest thing. Yeah, I mean, I that's I mean, that's a that's an awesome thing. But I I gotta be I gotta say I'm still partial to the original. Um, but what, what was funny about that is I, I think they made a reference to the fact. I think he he called himself, uh, not very PC anymore, but he, he called himself Chinaman because that was the original name of the show before it became Die Ranger. I think that's really about right. It was something like that, yeah. Like it was, it was named something else, and then it became Die Ranger. Just watch. He was delivering huh. Chinese food. <laughs> uh, I mean, he was. He was. I mean, the Red Ranger was a cook in a restaurant. Oh, okay. It makes a lot more sense now. Well, yeah. That's why in the Go Kaijo one, he was making. Uh, uh, he had like a stand or something, right? Huh? In the when he came back in Go Kaijo. I, I don't know. I don't remember that episode. Gokaiger is one that I'm going to revisit once I watch more old Sentai. <laughs> it's pretty cool if he's yeah. got a stand, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole thing about him making a gyoza and how to make the right, the perfect gyoza or something. Oh, that does ring a bell. Yeah. That sounds like something Marvelous would like. <laughs> but, um, but no, I, 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 what I love about it is that it is such a, a hot-blooded, like, you know, show, I mean, opening that just gets you fired up for the show. That's the first, like, two beats of it. It's just like, ah, oh, good. Dun-dun, dun-dun, dun-dun. Yeah. It's so good. And then, Ryan, since you had mentioned uh, Ghost uh, Ghost and X-Aid in the Dr. Pac-Man movie, um, I do I do want to mention that X-Aid is another one of mine. <laughs> this, is, this is my last one. Um like the story is really heavy at times and overall I don't think that the show itself is necessarily my com- my tokusatsu comfort food but it is my favorite power system and their suits are so glorious and I like I am big into like video games and game design so to see an entire common rider show themed around video games just makes me so happy I love how they handle all of their Mario references and Sonic references uh, I love how the final boss is like 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 the second to last final boss is harder to beat than the final boss itself, because that's often how I feel like video games end up handling their final boss, and it's just all of the video game references and game design mentalities that they put into that show. X Aid, such a good watch. Maybe less <laughs> so if you're not a fan of video games, but it's still a very good show.
Uh, anybody else? Or that was my last one. Yeah, I'm. I'm all good. Yeah, I'm tapped out too. I wrote "Godspeed Run" twice on here. <laughs> Godspeed love. I did it. I I wrote Godspeed run on my quotes. That's not on my notes. That's not right. <laughs> Clearly, it was important to mention. Yeah. Hey, man. They they did that. They played God Bless America during it. I was never understood that. Bizarre. They played God Bless America in that movie. Yeah. Right. So I'll I'll um write it when. Near the end, there's like a soft little montage of just um, of uh, the two. They're walking off to go basically fight the final boss. And um, I think it's just because they could. And it's just the name of it was in there. Um, they just started playing God Bless America. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, you know, you're... I, I can't stop you. I, f- I wonder if that'll hit me as hard as it hit you because I, wa- I don't know. I watched O's and they keep singing happy birthday in that one. So I don't know. Yeah, but happy birthday is more universal than God bless America. That's also a fair <laughs> point. Oh, man. Uh, all right. I guess if that's, if that's good food, this was have. this was a nice dinner, everyone. I am so full. And this is this is a full plate. Gochi so sama deshita. I give I give three pats on my belly for this. <laughs> Good meals all around. Uh, so well, thank you guys for joining me for this episode. Thank yeah, it's been great. Me. It's always so much fun to be on here. I just love to- talking about tokusatsu with you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. And yeah, if you uh, we did do a part one, if you want to check it out. Um, it was, yeah. This is the sequel. Five years ago. Five yeah, years in the future. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I think, funny enough, I think I mentioned Deno in that one. I think someone else mentioned Forza. <laughs> <laughs> and so the spirit lives on. Pretty much. I mean, if it's good, it's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you all for listening to the Tokenet Podcast, and we will see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye, guys. Or, no, good night for us. Good, good whatever time it is for you. <laughs>